2: them during our New Year's Eve fireworks. Sweet Year's all, all, <laughs> that's what people were complaining about when it was just the beginning of All You Need Is Love by the Beatles, who <laughs> I think are from Britain. I don't
1: know. I mean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Twitter uh, and um, other um, uh, uh, extremist reactionary places, LBC were banging on about how it was outrageous. Well, you heard it on LBC last yeah. night. I did listen I I a, to Paul Ross on talk radio.
3: I thought it was a joke. Because there, there was this old yeah. codger on <laughs> banging on about Brexit and stuff. Oh, they're still talking about Brexit, Brexit.
2: Brexit phoning, New Year's Eve, New Year's morning, Brexit phoning, guys. And,
3: and they were saying, and they oh, put the French national anthem on. They should be putting our national anthem on. And the presenter, who didn't stand anyone up against the wall and say, what are you talking about? He the just let them prudence. roll over him. Um... Said, "Oh, let's have a listen to the moment and that happened. It was quite clearly the beginning of all he <laughs> <needs is> love." <laughs> and then on Twitter today, people were kicking off
2: um, about it and about the Beatles and how they've always been a bit suspect. Here is the thing: Ringo Starr's come out and said he would have voted Brexit. I hate to break this to you guys. And Paul please McCartney, love guys, Paul McCartney please. was on the fence. Um, but this is it. if you are if you are so thick and stupid that you were offended by you thought that the beginning of All You Need Is Love, was then basically playing the French national anthem for that. You're an idiot. I mean... It's a Beatles song! Obviously, with the... the what's it called? La Marseillaise? La
3: Marseillaise.
2: It was fun. But they were not playing the national anthem. It's the beginning of the Beatles song.
3: I mean, they did light up the London Eye, light the European flag. OK. That's pretty clear message. Oh, well
2: that's, that's Sadiq Khan sticking two fingers up to every idiot that voted Brexit three oh, three four four, we're back in business. Sam's in the house with long shaggy hair, looking a bit like Clark Kent, are and we a like A hangover. The look? A hangover. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. We are back in business. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And just to let you know, we're back in business. I'm David Babcock, and I got my willy stuck in the Hoover. You see, I've tidied up my hotkeys. We're in for some action tonight. Let's go to line one. Ian, good evening, Ian.
4: Good evening, Ian. I just thought I might like to offer a revisionist perspective on the whole Brexit uh, debate.
2: Why do people why are people why do people suddenly think that because it's 2019 I give a toss about Brexit?
4: Well, well I I'll tell you what, I've um, I've spent all oh, six, 60 hours at work over Christmas slacker. <laughs> Yeah, and 48 hours at work over over the New Year. Yeah, I was working last night as well, um,
2: no big deal, so what?
4: um, I know I missed it, I do apologise. You should have listened,
2: it was great. We played blockbusters and and forgot forgot that it it was a New Year. (laughs) We missed that bit. um,
4: (laughs) And it uh, it was, most of it was a lot of Brexit, 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 but I just thought... It, this being the first day of the year, it might be yeah. nice to offer a, a historical perspective. On, I'm hoping this on is. Here's the thing, up.
2: Ian. I'm really hoping this is building up to a funny gag where you play like a fart noise down the phone for 25 seconds. That's what I'm hoping. No. Because if no. if this is actually no. building up to a real Brexit point on our first show proper of the new year, then dear God, did you not listen to us last year? Do you not know who we are? I,
4: I listen to you every night. Five nights a week. Then
2: why do you think I care yeah. about Brexit? I care about it even less wow. now than I did before.
4: Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw at you the revisionist perspective. Okay. Of, um, okay. Of, of why? I'm an could you do of- it
2: whilst? Could you do it whilst not um, masturbating into your phone, please? Because it's sounding very, very muffled and noisy. It sounded like I said a sort of swear word, and I didn't. I did. I dumped myself. Second time I dumped myself for that word in two days. I
4: I'm out, I'm outside now. So it It's
2: not no it's not where you are. It's your it's where your mouth is in relation to your mouthpiece. Ah, uh, it's
4: probably my teeth falling out. Loose teeth. Okay. You'll have, you have to put it up
2: with that. Oh, I don't have to actually. I don't have to.
4: And I've got I've got I've
2: got, I've got this button now, so just be careful.
4: Yep. <laughs>
2: 10 9 8 I've got that button on a hotkey. Ah. So everybody be careful. That's, careful. Everybody be careful. Oh. OK, so Ian, please, for the love of all that is holy, um, oh, let's oh. get to the point of this call. The only reason you're on the phone this long is because oh. no-one else has called in.
4: Hey. Um It also ties in with the whole... Um, I don't care
2: what it tallies in with. Just give me the point.
4: Oh, you, 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 you will care. Um, I won't. Hmm. It's one of those things that's been taken out of Taken out please just tell.
2: Please don't give me any more context. I don't want any more context. I just want the point.
4: Okay. People, people's minds, people's, people's thoughts go back a long way, generation after generation. Ten,
2: nine,
5: and eight, seven, six.
4: It's very distracting five, when
5: you do that. Four,
2: three, two, one. Thanks for calling.
3: Please adjust your phones or your mouths. <laughs> Here's the thing as well.
2: just, just I hate people who, who go, well, I want to make a point. I want to make a point. And uh, the point is basically, it, what it's going to do is going to contextualize. Just, make the, just say it. Don't give me any preamble. I don't want any preamble or context. Just say it. But also, what the hell are you? This is Ian Lee, not Ian Collins. All right? I've never... Listen, you can phone in about anything. You know you can. You know you can. If you want to phone in about Brexit, you can do. But for God's sake, adjust your phones so we can hear you and and get to the point and make it quick and interesting.
3: So that was our introductory (laughs) phone call of 2019. I hope you've all taken notes and worked out where he went wrong.
2: And by the way, everybody who's listening as a result of the news stories... That's right, Sam. When you weren't here, we were front-page news. I've done interviews with America and with New Zealand. Um uh so for all the new listeners who are listening because you you, you heard me in new zealand radio you heard me on american radio you you, you saw us in the front page of the news you, you were messages from people in me- mexico and canada and other places um for all of those people um yeah this is what the show is normally like yeah uh ian's back what do you want i
4: want you to called me back this is on my phone bill yeah well it's on it's on my show mate and it's boring what was your point you have let me make my point. No, I, I gave you really ten minutes. Thought. I gave you ten minutes and you didn't get to the point. You didn't give me ten minutes. But if you want to call me back... I don't. I'll quite happily make I my don't,
2: point. I don't. I don't. I don't want to call you
4: back. OK. Bye. He doesn't know how to hang up. <laughs> doesn't even
2: know how to hang up. That's what we're dealing with. That is what we're dealing Was with. Was
3: he wearing his cagoule hood up? <laughs>
2: I've not heard the word kagool for ages just like I've not heard the word bluey for ages speaking of blueies yes chat, I'm chat in it's talks. fate chat it's fate is here it's the magazine Catherine's Christmas present
3: it's our new bible
2: it's uh, basically <laughs> it's a monthly uh, look at uh, um, idiots and psychics and and some real psychic phenomena he said bearing in mind we were trying to get some of the people from there to come on the show
1: yeah
2: and you found in there I've not read it yet and I can't when you when you finished it I would genuinely love to borrow it okay, okay. Um, you found a story that we mentioned yesterday about Blueies.
3: <laughs> Some makers of Blueies. Yeah. <laughs> a group of porn stars have turned paranormal investigators. What could possibly be more perfect for an Amazon Prime series? It's called. a pony. Well,
0: you are a pervert.
3: Calling themselves the Paranormal Porn Stars. I got a mouth for a sausage. They're in the process of setting up their own show. Lee Green became convinced that his premises were haunted after moving into a new studio. A premises,
2: does that mean his bum hole?
3: No, his studios.
2: OK. Studio, does that mean his... No.
3: I mean, listen to the words, though, because I'm not sure... I think we might be the only ones who are getting what you're saying. OK. I went into the room and heard a moan... Mm. ..coming from the far corner.
6: I... Wow!
3: I heard a door on the top floor open and slam, and while I stood there looking at it, I heard each stair one after the next, bump, bump, bump in front of me. Something was coming right at me. Dirty pervert. So, anyway, I'm talking to him on Facebook, and hopefully, we're going to get him on I in Hopefully, we're going to come days.
2: on the show. Listen, I, 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 <laughs> as you know, I've, I've watched pornos in my life. I've not, I've I, I have a lot of respect for pornographic, bluey movie stars. I do have respect because, you know, it's, it's, they've helped me out a lot. Um, I also have a lot of respect for ghost hunters. Yeah. So, the two combined. Wow.
3: This is like Gosh. Scooby Scooby Boob.
2: <laughs> no. Okay, listen, we can play this game. No, it's more Booby-doo. like. Booby Doo. No, it's, it's my turn. <laughs> Scooby Screw, okay. Scooby Blue, yes. Um, uh,
3: R- R- Rudy Roo. Shaggy. <laughs> oh three four four. <laughs>
1: Oh, 1000 <laughs> this is Talk Radio.
2: The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We've got some great guests coming up, right? Including, it's, J, it's Jay, isn't it? Joe Perlman. Joe, Joe well, I, can't, I can't remember his first name. Is that tomorrow? Yes. Joe Perl- Perlman, right? You're thinking, who is that? I'll tell you who he is. And now you can't even make like conkers in England. And if you do, you've got to wear goggles. Yeah, it's the guy that made the Bross documentary. I think the letters H O M E are so important because they... Personify the word home. No, they don't. They spell it. Um, Joe's going to be on the show tomorrow night talking talk about what has been the Christmas television phenomenon.
3: I was going to say, you, you said there that he made the Bross documentary. He made my Christmas. Uh, it
2: did. Well, everybody's to the point where um, I don't know how big that film. I, I didn't see any build up to it, any press, because I don't really watch TV anymore. And I know that James had a night off to go and see it a while ago. Um, but I just started seeing on Twitter, oh, that Bros documentary is good. And I was thinking, what that. Yeah. That's, why would I want to watch that? I didn't like him at the time. And then my sister said, oh no, you've got to watch it. She sent me the clip about Stevie Wonder. I was like, oh, okay. And I watched it and it was, I thought it, it cannot be as good as everyone is saying it is. It was better.
3: I've got to watch it again.
2: Yeah. Well, we started it again this, last night, the yeah. second time. Um, and and my, my mate Scott, who's got a brilliant sense of humour, tweeted the other day, I'm going to sit down and watch Bros again. It's so good he's coming on tomorrow, okay Joe's coming on who, who who made the documentary, and boy, oh boy, he must have been uh I, well, I want to know question one, when did you realize you were capturing gold? Uh, how early on in the filming of that did you think oh this is this is good
3: I think. Uh, five minutes with Matt Goss. I think you'd have to, yeah. <laughs> five minutes with Matt Goss and you would know that you're on tour with It's
2: great. It's such a good film. So that's your homework is to watch that. Um and then um Tuesday I think it is, we got um we got Mike McCartney coming in. Mike McCartney. Mike McGear from the Scaffold photographer worked with Roger McGough, released loads of albums, he's the brother of Paul McCartney. Um he's coming in the studio which I'm beyond thrilled about. And we've got some more guests lined up. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. One bit of housekeeping I am trying and tonight is the first night, and it's tricky. I've got... sweating a little bit. I'm trying not to have my Twitter open during the show, because all it does is it gets me angry with people suggesting stuff or... Uh, uh, There's not so much the suggesting stuff, but people kind of trying to have little conversations with me. If you want to have a conversation with me, I'm backing away from quite a bit of social media. I'm stopping doing Twitch for now. I'm always... You know me. I might change my mind in an hour. Stopping doing Twitch... I'm um not posting on Twitter anywhere near as much it's more just to kind of plug the show and the guests that we have um and instead I'm going to be writing blogs for my website ianlee.com and and we're going to Catherine and I're going to focus on this show and the rabbit hole podcast and maybe a couple of little separate projects that we might be doing ourselves um but it, 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 here's, here's what, what dawned on me I am one of the most approachable people. I'm, I'm not going to really reply to a lot of emails as well, because I think I've been too approachable. You can phone me for three hours, five nights a week, 15 hours. You've got my telephone number. And you can call me then. You can call me Monday to Friday. And Catherine, 10 o'clock at night till one in the morning. And you can call in about anything. So, so don't tweet me stuff during the show, because I ain't going to see it. Certainly not going to see it tonight. It's closed. Is your Twitter open or no, closed? closed. it's closed, yeah. Let's just see how it goes. It a is a distraction. It is a distraction, and I, I feel that I've not been giving as much to the show um, as as perhaps I would like to personally. Partly because of Twitter, partly because of all kinds of bits and pieces. Um, and what happened at the end of last year with that call? And I don't, I don't want to keep banging on about it. It'd be, it'd be so easy to keep banging on about it. I've done two interviews in different parts of the world. That's it. I've be, been offered so many interviews. I was asked to go on Good Morning Britain and talk about. So it'd be so easy to bang on about it, um, but there's no, there's no point. It's, 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 a, it's a guy's life. It's, it's that we, we didn't solve anything. We, we, you know, put a plaster over a problem for a night. Um, and also, I don't want us to, you know, hey, remember when we saved that guy's life? Oh, we're, we're great guys. But it made me think, man Alive, life. This show, the, the fact that he called us in that state, uh, and I've spoken to him since. And you know, uh, the fact that he called us in that state. Made me, and I, I think you as well, Catherine, realise that the four and a half years that we've been working together, as as producer and presenter, and then presenter, presenter. Uh, we've we've been kind of building up slowly to a show that isn't Brexit, that isn't pointing the finger at refugees in boats and going, oh, "We don't want those scumbags over here." That isn't you know stirring the pot of hatred. It's about sharing stuff, and it's about it's about being celebratory, and it's about being honest about mental health, and it's about pointing out good movies and good music and stuff like that. And that call was kind of the, uh, 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 and then the subsequent kind of you know flurry around it was kind of the validation. That made me think. Oh, maybe we have got this right. Our audience figures aren't great, but the fact that it was front page of a newspaper, and but I'm speaking to someone from New Zealand radio, about means that we are doing something right. It's given me confidence, is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if it has for you as well.
3: Yeah, well, I I don't have as many doubts as you oh. you do about what we're doing because I feel um, I feel confident in what we're putting out there.
2: Yeah, well, I do now. I do know. It's given me, it's given me confidence. But it,
3: I think it is more difficult for you as the sort of front man, as yeah. the, the Matt Goss in this scenario. Maybe <laughs> I mean, because your name's above wanna, the door. I want to and... be Luke. <laughs> you're never going to be Luke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Craig. Oh, Craig. Ken. Ken, the bass player, oh, was, was, as Viz used to call him. Um, anyway, so what we want to do is... Catherine and I have spoken, and we want to make this radio show even better, and I think one way of doing that is tr- is trying not to have Twitter involved in the show, yeah. because it just gets me angry, and I go off on rants... To, to, and here's the thing most of you listening you're not on twitter no you're not following it on twitter it's a wonderful hardcore group and i appreciate the support of course i do but it's a distraction for for us which i think impacts negatively on um other people that aren't part of the show let's go to damo good evening damo hello let's just try him over that was a exciting uh let's try there hello damo oh, okay let's not try him let's try james hello james Hello. Yes.
4: Yeah, you're alright. Sorry. How is it
2: going? You're alright? Um, it's going okay. All right. So, basically, I need
0: directions.
2: Right? What? Why are you why are you, their- why are you speaking in a stilted way? There's a weird vibe here. I'm getting a weird vibe. I'm a vibe kind of guy. The vibe here is weird. Okay, so I'm just ringing for directions Lee. Okay. Mr. Lee. You're you're ringing for what? Directions. Directions in what life? No, directions from Liverpool to Cumbria.
3: Okay. Can you um, go to Google Maps?
2: Yes. There's your directions. Thank you very much indeed. Well done, Catherine.
3: Um, When do you fancy having the porn um, Scooby Doo's on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, What days can I offer? Friday. Friday. 11?
2: Yeah, because it's going to be a bit blue, yeah. Friday. going to be very blue. Friday and Monday, free at the moment. Friday
3: and Monday, right. I mean, yeah. We've got some great guests coming up. Oh, so good.
2: Uh, let's try, um, Susan. Good evening, Susan.
7: Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. So, so. Susan, what did you, uh, tell me one of the things
2: you got for Christmas.
7: I have a vibrator. Oh, really? Anything else? A picture of
2: my fufu. Fantastic. It sounds like you had a great Christmas
7: ask you a question?
2: You certainly can. Ian just called in and he's dropped off again. That's a shame.
7: Can you please help me? With what? I saw him today and I wanted to go in. Catherine, I'm finding it really difficult.
3: I need to be strong. I'm going to let
2: Catherine deal with this, because I've noticed something. I, I, my main mention earlier... No, no, I've just... I've just not, it's nothing bad at all, but I've noticed something. So I'm going to sit back and Catherine... Because he
3: thinks it's a woman-to-woman
2: No, job. no, no, I don't. I'll tell you what I've noticed, Ed. I, 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 and mm. I, I say this with respect and with, r- yeah, with love.
7: Yeah, you can tell me. You can tell
2: me whatever you want, Ian. I, 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 well, Please do. I will do. Please but the do. thing I've noticed, when you phone in about this issue, mm. you, you will address both of us, and then you will specifically name Catherine. And yeah. that mm. says to me that you want... Catherine's opinion on this, which I'm well, cool with. You, I'm cool with.
7: If, so you, I'm, I'm, if, if, I, if you could interject any remarks, it would be. It would be. Uh, re- if I spot anything
2: that, if I spot yeah. anywhere where I think Catherine might be going wrong, I'll, I'll jump yeah. in. Which means I'm going to be quiet.
7: Oh. She never if goes you, wrong. if if you could give another light on it. Yeah, Catherine's you know. light is bright. I know this. Wow. Catherine, darling, I need to be strong, darling, because I know I need to stay away. He's no good for me, but I've got this,
3: you know, weakness. It's his eyes. Right, OK, so can we... Um... <laughs> right, we can't do anything about his eyes. What we can do about is your reaction to his eyes. Here's what oh. I, So here's what I'm thinking. Don't look him in the yeah. eyes anymore. Don't look him in the eyes anymore. Avoid, avoid, yeah. avoid. You know that he's no good. You know I that you end up... Okay, here's the the scenario. Go and do it. Mm. Go and do it. Go and do what you want. But you know we'll be back having the same conversation again tomorrow. No, no, I don't want to. Because I know that's what will happen. It's no good for me. Well, you know then. You know the answer. And you didn't do anything. No, but it was difficult. I wanted to go in. It's called progress, not perfection. Yeah. Well done. Well done. It's difficult, darling. It's it's hard. It's a fight. A month ago, you would have gone in. Yeah. So things are changing. That's good. I would chalk it up to this is progress and a little reminder that it's difficult and a little reminder why you're not going in there.
7: Thank you, darling. All right. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Ian. And uh, by the way, I enjoyed the show last night. And uh, also, I would never Twitter you because you don't want me to. And I don't know what Twitter is anyway. But Ian said he does specifically. You, do you don't know what it is. But... I don't know what it is. I don't
2: mind people tweeting me. Just tweet me if, if you guys want. But the, the, the odds are I probably ain't going to reply anymore.
7: Yeah, but you don't like it. So if you say oh. you don't like something, I will I will respect that.
2: OK, well, I don't like your calls, but... Uh,
7: oh, come on. Too much? You don't yeah. like my what? Um. Uh,
2: absolutely nothing whatsoever.
7: Pause. I haven't got any pause. I've got feet and legs.
2: OK. Thanks very much for your call, Susan. I mean, this has been a weird start to the show, even by our standards, huh? Ian, the the, uh, the Brexit boar, has disappeared. He called in again and he's gone, so um, mm-hmm. unlucky. Uh, <laughs> unlucky LBC, no doubt they're going to get his call 03, the switchboard is empty we'll, it's kind of, There's not a lot in the papers today There never is on January the 1st But we've got plenty to talk about uh, You're welcome to join us 0344 499 1000 If you're a new caller, this is how it works you your phone up, you'll speak to Sam He will take your name and number And will give you a call back uh, straight away um, so it doesn't cost you anything, pennies at most. Uh, he's not going to question, it's not like um, some of the other radio stations. What do you want to say to the presenter? Um, oh, don't, Sam don't care, he wants an easy life. He's hungover for he's crying out loud. a
3: heartbeat in his own head at the moment. Yeah, so, so he will just... He uh, <laughs> doesn't want the aggravation.
2: So uh, you call him at anything and you'll get through. There are some people who are not welcome on this show. Um, one of them's calling in now. You ain't going to get on. Um, you know who you are. Is There's just a handful of people that that have got really dark energy about them that we don't want to engage with because we think some of them are actually dangerous in what they say. Some of them are just very, very mean. Um, some... Yeah. 03444991000, The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio.
5: The Late Night
4: Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio.
2: Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Grab pussy. That's my New Year's resolution. It's not. I don't buy the whole New Year's resolution thing. It's nonsense. It's it's silly. And and um, you know, I heard uh, a lot of people say, "What's your New Year's resolution? What you plan? What you be? Nothing and nothing." I mean, it's it's a good New Year. is like zero, isn't it? It's like pressing the button and resetting the clock. But um, just just here's what I'm doing. I'm trying to improve my life on a daily basis, and I have been for the last. Um, oh, I've worked out what the meaning of life is. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I did, I forgot to say. I've worked out what the meaning of life life is. Yeah. You ready? Go on. It's simple. Just try and um, leave things a little bit better for our babies. That's it. That's it. That is it. That is all it is. Just try, try and leave things a little bit better for our babies than they were when we came in. Yeah. That's it. I buy babies. I mean, my kids. I mean, your kids. I mean, I mean the kids of the world. Just try and make things a little bit better for their ter- when it's their turn. Proper. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. It dawned on me the meaning of life. Make it a little bit better for the babies. Can someone? Could someone please get um, a, a picture of a silhouette of a Native American stood on a mountain top, overlooking what used to be his before it was stolen from him by the by the white man. And then put those words, the meaning of life. This is this. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes, the meaning of life, question
3: mark. you sure? Because that's not how you said it. You said, oh, no, oh, oh, I'm, oh, oh. I'm
2: improving. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't want the, oh, 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 No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> the, this, is, this, is, this is important. Come on. The meaning of life, question mark. To leave the world a little better for our babies. And then part of me, part of me wants to then put anonymous. But actually, I think I should probably have my name on it. Yes. Should probably have my name on it. Yeah, so they, if someone they could, might
3: think it's Matt Goss. Otherwise,
2: if someone <laughs> someone could mock that up as a poster and um, get it sent to me framed, <laughs> <laughs> that would be wicked. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, idiots, Ian's back. Good evening, Ian.
4: Uh good evening. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Cass. I, I shouldn't have lived with Brexit. That was a bad one. But um, I, as soon as I heard Susan's voice, I had to, uh, had to put my phone down and listen to it in high-quality audio. OK. You can't listen to Susan on a, on a pocket phone. Ba- you have to... Can barely
2: listen to you on the telephone, man. Is your telephone made of wet cardboard?
4: It is, it is a cheap one from Tesco.
2: Well...
3: Uh, put the uh, hole at that, the, the that, bottom near your m- mouth hole. Testing, testing, one, two. Any better? No.
2: I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I don't normally do this, guys. In fact, I never do this. I'm standing on the roof of my boat right now. Could you you put this on speakerphone, please? I'll try. You never know.
3: You'll hold it closer to his mouth. Apprentice
2: style, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. How's that? That's my infinitely better.
4: Excellent.
3: It's not really.
2: (laughs) Right, what would you like to say?
4: Right, on the subject of Islamic terrorism... Oh,
3: God, no, really?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes.
3: Are
2: you gonna put it in a historical context?
3: In a historical context. Can I give you a tip here from, from yes. someone who's been listening to you for about fifteen minutes? Yes. Instead of starting with the framing of what you're about to say, which can go um, rather stale quite quickly, don't yes. don't try and don't expect us to sound interested at all. Just hit us with the greatest hit of you know, hit us with the punchline straight away.
4: Okay, okay. Back in Elizabethan time <laughs>
2: <laughs> i can you the
4: bones of it. Oh
2: God! Why does he think we're
4: interested? You? No, no, you you will be. Islamic state and and the, and the Islamic terrorists—they they are not pretty. They're not that fond of Great Britain. But I wonder how many of them realise that during the reign of Queen Elizabeth, she ordered all of the church bells in all of the uh, all of the parish churches, the cathedrals from one end of the country to the other, all the church bells to be smashed, the remains put onto carts from thirteen thousand churches across Britain. The remains of the bells were then shipped were casted down to the port, put on boats, and shipped around around the Bay of Biscay into the Mediterranean to be cast down into cannon, The cannon was to be used to fight Oh Our army and their are I, Well, I,
3: I, I, I can tell you how interested they are. Not. Yes. I think
2: they are. I think they are zero interested because I'm certainly zero interested.
4: You had the state then, and don't forget, we're also in Elizabethan England, just as we were then, when we were fighting a common enemy. The common enemy was Europe. Yeah. Just nothing to be a Catholic Europe, but we were. No,
2: no hang on, hang on. Now, now you right. Now, now, permission to butt in, Miss. Go on. You're yeah. talking out your ass. We're not, fight, we're not fighting Europe. What are you talking about, fighting Europe? What does that mean?
4: What, what, I'm, what I'm talking about is, is everybody's learning the true history of weapons to realise... Not from you, they're
2: not. They're, everybody's falling asleep.
4: But our true enemy is, is not the Islamic terrorists. We're, it's Europe. Uh, no, not particularly. Well, what is it?
3: Boredom is what it is. Boredom is so, the true enemy. For so many years,
4: oh, we were allied with the Muslim army and the caliph.
2: I have got I have got zero idea what you are talking about. I've got zero interest in what you are talking about. So get to the point, sharpish boy.
4: Yes. Um, we tell everybody the truth and these Islamic terrorists become our greatest friends. They realize the greatest what, sorry?
2: Friend, I think he said.
4: Friend. They will realise that British state has done more.
3: Than nothing. No.
2: no, they won't. Re- they won't realise that. That's why they're Islamic terrorists. They despise the British state. They despise you.
3: They see us as occupying forces. Yes, they have. They have very, very wrong memories. Well, no, they don't.
4: We, we're the ones that done. And once we, if that enemy of the enemy is your friend, no. And they do realise... Oh, I work with uh, with Muslim guys.
8: Oh, My right, so OK.
2: So, I, Catherine, he's worked with Muslim guys. He knows He knows how Muslims think because he met one once.
8: All right. Right? Oh,
2: he knows how Muslims think. i kept score. I've met 46. Muslim 46 guys. Muslims? This man counts the number of Muslims he's met! Dear God, oh. do you realise what a lunatic, sad case you sound like? He counts <laughs> the number of Muslims he's met? Do you want to play Muslim top trumps? Uh, I mean, do. Do uh, you want to play Muslim top trumps? No one meant to. In my year in school, there were more Muslims in my year in school than you've met in your entire life.
4: Mm. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah
2: you will give me that one because it's a
4: fact. Yeah, I'll bring out HMS Nimitz in a minute and that will beat a lot of you. No, you won't. You won't. <laughs> What is what is
2: the number of first of all first of all what does the number of Muslims you met have to do with the price of cheese? Secondly, what kind of weirdo counts the number of Muslims you met? Thirdly, how do you know that they were all Muslims? Did you ask them? You know, you get white Muslims as well.
4: Most of them
2: were called Muhammad or Ahmed. So you so you've met forty six people called Muhammad. Most of them were, not all. Not all. You know, not all Muslims are called Muhammad, and
3: not all Mohammeds are Muslims.
2: That's a good point. Thank you, Catherine. Well played. Well
4: played. Most of them, yeah, they were Muslims. I want to see
2: your stats on the 46 Muslims you've met.
4: But they were very intelligent, educated, they were scholars. Clever Muslims? What is this?
2: What is this blasphemy? What is this nonsense? I will not have it. Dude, Ian, 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 uh, I'm going to let you go, mate, because it's like shooting fish in a barrel, and it's, it's too early in the year to, to deal with idiots.
4: OK, that's great. Okay. Hey,
2: you know you can get English Muslims as well. OK, thanks very much for your call. I mean...
3: Actually, that's a new idea for a, for a documentary, Muffled History, with Ian on the boat.
2: If anyone can be... I'm going to sit out of this competition, because I've been to Pakistan, so it's unfair. If anyone can beat 46 Muslims that you've met, um, let's do it. Let's see if we can get a tally of who's are met the most Muslims. In- are
3: we including Muslims themselves?
2: Mm, God, no, please not. <laughs> oh, no, that's part of the problem. 0344 That's the weirdest... Most muffled call I've ever had. How many Muslims have you met, dear listener? This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee
9: on Talk Radio.
2: Uh, My sister before the show sent me um, a WhatsApp message. Uh, Margaret and Simon, stay there. I'll come to you in a second. Um, This is Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, Late Night Alternative. That's me trying to be proper. Talk Radio. Good. She sent me a WhatsApp message. Which was which was an extract from the autobiography of Eric Burden. You know him? No. Lee Singer with the Animals. Alright. Okay. I think it was from his book. Let me let me just get this. Right. <clears throat> oh no, it it isn't. I do apologize. It isn't. But it's about sixties groups. Okay, so I'm gonna read this. Um okay, it's just a paragraph. On an equal level to the yardbirds, the animals. They came from Newcastle and had a singer called Eric Burden. Eric was into sex with eggs huh? and particularly liked egg orgies. What? John what? Lennon met him at one and shouted encouragement, go on, go get it Man! I've been there already, it's nice. Later John used the phrase Eggman in I am the wars, end of paragraph. Eric Burden, lead singer with the animals, was intersex with eggs and particularly liked egg orgies.
3: You know what I'm Googling?
2: Um, Here we go. Well, here's a, now, this is from Eric Burden's autobiography. This is a different book. He may have been one of my more dubious distinctions, but I was the egg man, or as some of my pals called me, eggs. He's supposed to be from Newcastle, not Wales, by the way. The nickname stuck after a wild experience I'd had at the time with a Jamaican girlfriend called Sylvia. I was up early one morning cooking breakfast, naked, except for my socks. Um, and she slid up beside me and slipped an amyl nitrate capsule under my nose. Well, that's naughty. Don't condoning that. As the fumes set my brain alight and I slid to the kitchen floor, she reached to the counter and grabbed an egg, which She cracked. Into the pit of my belly. Oh. The white and yellow of the egg ran down my naked front. And Sylvia slipped my egg-bathed co- uh, uh, willy oh my into her mouth and began to show me one Jamaican trick after another. I shared the story with John at a party at Mayfair flat one night with a handful of blondes and a little Asian girl. Go on, go get it, Man. Lennon laughed after the little round glasses perched on... the. the so, uh, uh, have you found anything about egg orgies there? No. So it involves someone cracking an egg on your belly. Well, I've been to an egg... I've had an egg orgy then. Have you? Well, I told you this story. <laughs> I told I was making... It
3: wasn't on purpose, was it?
2: I was... Well, it might have been. I was making love... Uh, classic style. I don't want to call it missionary because I don't like to impose. Boring. I don't like. It doesn't sound boring. I don't like to impose um, Christianity into my my sexual proclivities. I was I was having sexual intercourse um, properly, <laughs> <laughs> and I was living in a flat with Mackenzie. He Expert. was not in the room, and I was living. I was like in the sort of loft conversion, right? So it was a sloped roof with a window above the bed,
3: right? Like a sexy money box.
2: <laughs> the Catherine Boyle story. <laughs>
3: So I was
2: th- th- having... Th- and then I felt at the base of my spine, just above the um, uh, like the the bum crack, it got wet. Your coccyx. No, 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 the back. <laughs> it got wet. But I thought... Because it was winter. I thought some... Uh, the window was open a bit. I thought an icicle had fallen off the 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 window and slid onto my back and I was cool with that festive I wasn't going to stop because of that that would be ungentlemanly but then after a minute I felt it running down my side right so I put my hand on my back well I'm still going
3: <laughs> casual hand on here like, because have a
2: little rest <laughs> and I pulled my hand forward in front of my, my face and I saw the white and yellow of the innards of an egg as Eric describes it, the white and yellow of the egg. It was an egg went, Jesus! And I immediately um, reposition. I withdrew. And uh, it was an egg, an egg had fallen on his back. Now, there's two things. One, Surely it, could-
3: it would have fried on impact.
2: Um, it could have been... Well, (laughs) someone suggested it could have been like a a bird's nest on the roof and an egg rolled down.
3: Or a flying bird gave birth. That doesn't
2: seem that doesn't seem possible. What
3: sorry? Flying bird gave birth.
2: Okay, Okay. you're not going to take this seriously. That's fine. I'll I'll address this to the audience. (laughs) I'll leave space for your little comic asides, but bear in mind, um, I'm not listening. (laughs) But what I think it was is we didn't get on with the nut job that lived in the flat next door, and he would come round and tell us to stop making noise when we weren't making noise. I mean, you
3: were making noise.
2: I wasn't making that much noise. I'm a... I'm a um, I wasn't, it wasn't... It was... Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I wasn't making any noise. I had an underwear stuffed in my mouth. Gosh. And so we think... It was the guy next door who was was in the, the, the room parallel to us, opened his loft, his V-Lux window, saw my V-Lux window was open, and so lobbed an egg on it. That's classic. And that is what... we think. I think it was that. I think it was a nutjob next door. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? But I've never been to an, an egg orgy.
3: Not on purpose, no.
2: No, 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 Maybe
3: no. Maybe he's trying to start one. Maybe he thought you were a bit boring.
2: <laughs> Pick a line. One, two, or three four. (laughs) Judging, I would, uh, let's go for two. Good evening, Mark. Oh, no, hang on, let's try again. Oh, why's me? Why can't I? Can you put line two through? I can't, I can't put line two through. Sam. No, it's not working. All right, well, can you call her back? Let me, Margaret, we're going to come back to you in a minute. Um, one or three, I mean, really, but not. Give me a clue. Um, I think they're both uh, three. Okay. Good evening, Damo. Damo's back. Okay. Let's let's go back to Damo in a minute. Let's try line one. Good evening, Simon. Yeah, you got me in the end. Yeah, we got you in the end. Here's the inevitability of doing a, a, a late night phone in radio show. You're always going to get Simon in New Forest at some point.
4: Yeah. I tell you what, it was fantastic hearing DJ Otzi return last night.
2: Um. It was good, it was good. It was a good old show last night. We got a load more calls than I expected. I do like the New Year's Eve uh, shows. It's a nice little tradition we got going on there, which I'm very happy Is with. A, there's
4: a lot of haters out there. There's That's a up. lot of New Year's Eve, and I'm baby glad
6: baby
4: it's. All over. Baby! What do yeah. you hate me? Yep. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. I, I've got a, couple of, got a couple of things for you. Yep. I wanted to play Muslim top trumps.
2: Okay. How many Muslims have you met, Simon?
4: I grew up in Luton, and I know very, very, very many, into the hundreds.
2: Not interested. In here, no, 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 no. Not interested in how many you know. Uh, how many uh, have you met? Over a thousand. Over a thousand Muslims.
4: Okay. Well, then and that's. There was also a couple of Chinese and a couple of Africans in my class. Not interested
2: in the slightest... That's for another night. We're not doing Chinese, Um, we're not doing Africans, not interested uh, in those guys. Those guys, um, Uh, uh, you know, obviously I'm I'm interested in them as human beings, I don't want to come across as racist. um, But tonight it's how many Muslims have you met? So that's over a 1,000, that's more than 46, so at the moment you're in the lead. Nice one.
4: The other thing is... um, People that listen to LBC oh. deserve LBC. Oh,
2: you get the radio station that you
4: deserve. Absolutely correct. Okay, and another thing. This is an idea for a feature. You might think this is naff. If you do, I'm sure you'll tell me. But I've got. A no, if, idea, if we do, right? we, if
2: we do, we won't tell you. We'll just cut you off. The phone will go dead. Okay.
4: Yeah, yeah. Usual thing. So that's fine. Asking right. So uh, allowing listeners to ask other listeners a question doesn't have to be answered there and then. Okay. So, for example... I'm up for for this. Yeah? So, so to start the ball rolling, then, my question would be to Gatford, which... Why can't you get an interesting... This is the problem.
2: It's his his right toe of his... It's the the big toe of his right foot. Okay. Well, yeah.
4: So... um, He's losing... Gatford's uh, losing another toe. Did you hear this?
2: How... I mean, he should have all of his toes Uh. taken away from him. If he can't look after them... It's like if if I had a dog, right, and a dog died... That'll be b- b- bad, right? But then the second dog dies. No, 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 no. You come and take. Oh, all, you co- I've got. And you think you find I've got, I've got another eight dogs? Take them all off me. I don't deserve those dogs. Take his toes off. Imagine what, imagine what your shoes would look like.
3: They'd just look like normal shoes, but shorter.
4: No, I mean if you had eight dogs in them.
2: Okay. Uh, th- thanks very much for your call. Um, let's go to Demo. Good yeah. evening, Demo. This is the third attempt to speak to this person, and boy oh boy, it better be worth it. That's all right. Turn your radio off, Damo. Oh, sorry, sorry. Kind of, kind of hoped you'd do that last time when I said about three minutes ago. Turn your radio off, but anyway. There you go. That's turned off. That's turned off. Boy oh boy. Why does it take people so long to turn radios off? Ah, because they're drunk. I don't know. Sorry, Brayson. I like
5: mine quite hard, and then I like to put it all in my mouth at once. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Damo? Yes, right. So what I want to talk about, we were talking about eggs, right? Yes, we were. I made a frittata.
2: Did you shag it? A frittata?
4: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: like an omelette. It's like a posh omelette.
2: A pomlet. A pomlet! Were you going to go for that? Go on, I thought so. I
5: just sneak in quickly.
2: Yes? It's like a posh omelet. It's, it is a posh omelet. We <laughs> and Catherine enjoyed ourselves. Way too... I may have to give Denny some of the money back for this show tonight because I'm having too much fun. <laughs> i having too much fun. Right. I've got no idea what's Cap. going on, but I'm having too much fun.
3: Go on.
4: Cap is
2: getting excited, isn't he?
3: About your pomlet, yeah.
2: My omelet, Margaret, no. stay there. We'll call you back in a second. We won't call you back. We can't call you back. So just stay there, and I'll go to you in a minute. I promise. Oh, yes, I, I, yes, Damo. So you, you, you had sex with a pomlet? No, 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 no. Okay.
1: So yeah, so I made this delicious <laughs> omelet. Yeah? Yes,
2: yes. I made a Ooh. ham and cheese omelet for my boys over Christmas. I never yeah. made one before. They loved it. Oh, my youngest went, oh, oh. Daddy, this is actually really nice.
5: Oh, I bet they loved it. Yes, mate. They loved it.
2: yes they Yes they did. I bet they loved oh, it. Okay, Damon. So this omelet was yeah, it was wicked. It was wicked. It was a wicked but... omelet. Sexy little thing. Stop it. The con- conundrum is. The conundrum. I didn't know there was a conundrum. Did you know there was a conundrum? Did you know there is a
10: conundrum?
2: There's a conundrum to this.
3: Okay. <laughs> not, so not how I'm... you keep the prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> my Come <God>. on. <laughs> you're good not only with the
4: cracked eggs but what do you do with the cracked eggs but what do you do with the three eggs that are left
2: well here's the thing I can tell you the answer to this you drill a tiny little hole in them and you put your penis in... No. You the cracked the eggs, eggs you put in the bin, the eggshell you put in the bin, and the other three eggs, you don't have to eat them at the same at the same time just because they're all brothers and sisters. No. You can eat them at a different yeah, but time. I feel, I feel guilty about that. Don't so. feel guilty. Don't feel guilty. They're, they're bred for this.
3: Here's an excellent use for your eggshells if you were a... a are you green-fingered?
2: <laughs> I think he's brown-fingered. <laughs>
3: The green-fingered amongst you may like to know that if you crunch up your eggshells and sprinkle them on around your most treasured tender plants, bi- it'll keep the slugs bi- off.
2: Is that a euphemism? <laughs> no, it's You're true. saying put them in your pants?
3: No, gosh, no, I wouldn't do that.
2: That'd be terrible. You said, you said plants. I thought, tender, you bu- your, I thought you meant bush.
3: Your tender plants in okay. the garden. I okay. used to have my own gardening phone-in, and that was one of my <laughs> favourite... <laughs>
10: One of my favourite facts.
3: <laughs>
4: you had what?
3: <laughs> That's my first job, my first presenting job.
2: Well, I know what the next hour is going to be. <laughs> we're going to take a <laughs> step back in time. And cast, what was it called?
3: Just the gardening <laughs> phoning. Oh, we're doing it. <laughs> it was well, the BBC. That... They don't do fa- fancy titles. Damo, I hope that answers your
2: question, mate. That does indeed. Thank Good lad. Let's try it, Margaret. Now. Good evening, <laughs> Margaret. Oh, hello. We How's can't. We fine. can't call it, you back it, for it, some reason. It, it, Pardon. We can't call you back for some reason.
10: No, apparently not. Anyway, the thing is, yeah, I I don't know why. Um, But anyway, the thing is, um, oh dear. Have you ever been to an
2: egg orgy?
10: Pardon. Have you ever been to an egg orgy? No, I was just thinking. What I'm talking about is nothing as bizarre as that, because that really does sound incredibly bizarre. It? Um, but quite fun. Uh, no, this is a fact. Oh, two factual things. Yes. Uh, um, with <laughs> oh. you have to put up with this. With um, oh god, picking uh, apples in orchards when in, in the summer for about four weeks. The uh um the farmers need lots of pickers, right? Yes. Yeah. Now the thing is it's been said uh. quite quite a lot that the English people pay- paper are too lazy to do it. Yes they are, lazy now, lazy English. No, that's not the case. Lazy English yeah. people. Send them back. What, what anybody. No. Yes. No, the... English no, are lazy. They're... Lazy race you going go pick some you' go pick some fruit too lazy listen go listen.
2: and pick some fruit yourself margaret Go on. you going to do it
10: oh no listen too lazy oh. so lazy bloody lazy it's for about just about four weeks if somebody's on unemployment benefit and they just for four weeks they're going to do a bit of picking uh, to make up their money on the d s s go and 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 restaurant, and then they Arrest have the reapply for was their um money.
2: Oh, you don't want to hear it no, i don't think you should, i don't think people who, uh, unemployment benefits should pick fruit. I think we should get nonces and uh, child abusers and <laughs> sexual criminals to pick the fruit.
3: I don't want them anywhere near my fruit
2: well okay. this, then we'd wash okay. them first but um <laughs> and then we'd wash the fruit as well i think I think sex criminals should pick fruit okay
10: right And um, the last thing um which i don't think you know um with that gentleman you help so much. Uh, the article was in the Guardian as oh, well. Blimey, it was it was everywhere. Whenever it seemed to spread like wildfire. Yeah.
2: Margaret, I have to go because we've got we got live news coming out up today. Here's the here's the thing, guys. Often the news is pre-recorded, and I think that's outrageous. But tonight it's live news, and I think that is brilliant. So that means I've got to hit the time bang on the th- now. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Radio.
0: We have ways of making you talk.
2: One.
11: I've been down to Cornwall today. <laughs> Carry on.
2: Okay. Um. Are you good now. Can we do this phone call without you dropping the f word in? Yes,
11: certainly. I'm oh, sorry. I had a row with my girlfriend uh, last night. Are you That's calling?
2: Was... Are you calling us
11: from a tent? No, not now. Okay, no.
2: okay. Were you in the tent yesterday? No, I
11: wasn't. I was talking to her on the phone. Did she have the keys to the house and
2: you had the tent? Pardon? Just, just, just don't use. Don't, you had to. We had to dump you yesterday because you oh, used I the.
11: it F- was a seven-second delay. Well, on there it.
2: there is. Oh. That's why I said we had to dump you. Oh, I
11: was saying, but also
2: then... you, that's like a that's an emergency procedure. We'd rather yeah. not. We'd rather not hear. No, of
11: course not. No, I don't swear. I never swear.
2: Well, you did last night, mate, on the radio. Well, I
11: think it must have been because I was upset. About well, well, you, okay. having a row with Miguel.
2: Okay, but just try. All I'm saying is.
11: Mm. First of all,
2: you're you're a liar because you just said you never swear. But secondly, Mm. don't swear tonight.
11: Oh, I I certainly won't. But I've been so depressed, Ian, you know, about mum. I've been on my own all over Christmas mainly all the time.
2: Did you not not see anyone over Christmas? Well, uh,
11: no, I didn't. Even my girlfriend didn't come over till today. Um, All over Christmas, I was on my own.
2: Oh, Um, mate, that's no good. Well, we're through it now. You made it. You survived. I'm glad I
11: can talk to you. I've been been watching an old um, film... um, What's his name now? I've forgotten his name. Uh, it was Frankenstein Creative Woman, that one, okay. uh, old-fashioned one. Yeah. And and like uh, it was things. an old, a good old film, and I got into that. That was good. I like
2: those. Was it a black and white one?
11: No, no. it's Peter Cushion. No, it was one of his first coloured ones, I okay. think, Peter okay. Cushion. OK, OK. But it was a great film. He was yeah. a great actor, wasn't he, Peter Cushion? He was
2: great. Very wonderful, wonderful.
11: And I look a bit like him, don't I? Um. You know, slim face and curly um... hair and... Um... Well, he was he was quite thin person.
6: Mm.
11: But not, not, not. He was quite broad and big, a big person. Well, mm. quite tall and broad and slim, mm. you know. It's a mm. bit like me, really.
6: Mm.
11: Mm. Well, anyway, someone said that I look... Years ago, someone said I looked like mm. Peter Cushion when I was dressed up in a suit, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm. Mm. Um, I've been I've been singing along to Britney Spears. You know oh. that song called Sometimes. Mm. One of the old ones you used mm. to do. Mm. Sometimes I learn, sometimes I cry. Mm. Mm. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a Great number. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to learn it at the moment. So I'll get. But ne- uh, maybe later on in the week I might be able to do mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what were you going to say, Ian? To mm. me now, mm-hmm. you, you've lost your place. Up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <I'm, laughs> mm. uh, yeah, have you met, so, can I ask you Have you mm. met uh, Jimmy Fallon at all, the presenter? Mm mm No, oh, mm-mm. okay, sorry. Sorry.
3: Um, Miley Cyrus got married, didn't she? Yeah, she did. Yeah, that was the
11: first Ah, one got,
3: oh. Mm. Uh, she got married to Liam, didn't she? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh,
11: uh, mm-hmm. Catherine? Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Well, she's been with him a long time anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so it hardly makes any difference, really, does mm-hmm. it? mm. Mm-hmm. I, I think, why is Ian um, in for? Mm. Uh, I, I'm uh, waiting to do my song <laughs> for the Christmas song. If um, mm. mm. hey. uh, you like my Cornish accent, I'll just do it for um. you. I went down to Cornwall today, I had to a couple of pints in the pub. Uh, I'm a bit Cornish today. Um. <laughs> How many points? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I got six points on yeah, another man's show for the X Factor. Oh. Doing the X Factor. oh. Mm. So they want me to go into the voice. Another presenter I was speaking to oh. wants me to go into mm. to the voice. Mm. Mm. So, how are you, Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Heart, working hard, aren't you? You've yeah. been on all over Christmas, have you? No. no not all over Christmas?
3: No. Only yesterday.
11: I, I actually I, I was lucky I when I went out today cycling to Tunbridge I met a lady of about sixty. I got chatting to her and she so I've got a new lady friend now, she's got she drives it as well. It in? Yeah. Yeah. She um she's got she drives a car as well, so she she said she might come over and have a look at my photos. Do you want me to do it for you, rub it in? Yes please. No, no, please don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> well you do keep buffing in, don't you? Dirty perfect. Do you play those every in every break? <laughs> yes. So, so did you have a good Christmas, Ian? Yes. You enjoyed it. You had a good yes. Christmas? You had some a lot of time off, didn't you? I, yes. With the family. Yes. Yes. Can I do my song for you, Ian? No. Uh, this is "Ladies of Tramp." I wanted to do uh, singing. This is singing live too. It's not a recording.
4: Just shut it, pal. Catherine. Yes.
11: Catherine. Yes. That's not Catherine. Yes. (laughs) Stop messing about.
0: Yes. (laughs) Dear, dear, dear.
4: What a radio programme this is.
11: There's another man trying to talk to him, but he won't speak.
4: (laughs) Oonga, 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 shagga, oonga, oonga, oonga. Am I talking to myself
11: here? I used to like Tommy Cooper, didn't did you like Tommy Cooper, mate? You yes. Know, there's a pro yeah, there's a program on at the moment on um, TV. It's one of those tribute ones about. Are Tommy you real? Cooper. All they seem to do, do was turn these um cups and cups and sauces upside down, you know, with things inside them. Yes. Mm. Yes. Who's that? That's Nigel from Eystone.
4: Who? Who? you?
11: Yeah, the one that I'm always on the show, and not I?
4: Oh, down a little garden.
11: I think Ian's gone for a pee. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, when's he coming back? Shag a pony. Hmm.
2: Let's hear your song, Nigel.
11: Yeah, OK. And we'll talk afterwards about something. No. Shall I do my song, Ian?
0: Yes.
2: Alright, here we go. I think I can do a whole show just by making noises.
3: Mm-hmm. It's very Mr. Beam. Mm. Here we go.
11: She hungry Why did
2: the Cornwall accent have a reverb on it as well? <laughs> <a bit laughs> they do sound like
11: that, the though, don't they? When they're down so the line. <laughs> <my> <laughs> Why is that? She puts an egg on my
1: dick.
11: (laughs) She doesn't like rap games or baroness. Oh yeah. Won't go to Harlem with the rest of the girls. She won't dish the dirt with the rest of the girls. (laughs) <laughs> That's why the lady is a tramp yeah. She likes the cold, yeah. swift, wind, wind in her head. Life without care. She's broke. That's so. To be fair, she Ain't sounds like a nightmare. You? It's cold it's she lives in a tent. That's why the lady is a She gets too hungry for dinner at eight She likes the theatre, but she doesn't come late She never bothers with people, she hates That's why the rest of the girls ah. She won't dish the dirt with the rest of the girls That's, That's why the, the lady, lady is a child She likes to oh. call oh. Betty, Betty, she likes the twin no. wings <laughs> in her yourself. hair Betty, life without care. without care Life without
1: care,
11: Betty She She's old she hates California, Betty, because she's kind I think I
2: preferred Betty it when he was effing and jeffing.
11: <laughs> That's the lady, wow. <laughs> That's the lady did a
10: tramp. Wow! It wasn't even good enough to be shit. Hello. Um, it
2: wasn't even good enough to be shit. Well, that was wonderful stuff, Nigel. Thank you so much for your call. thank you very much you're welcome Uh, 0344 as Nigel goes the switchboard remains dead and lifeless
3: it's because we're all processing what we just heard
2: 0344 499 1000 I'm Ian Lee that's Catherine Boyle this is The Late Night Alternative weeknights from 10 o'clock on Talk Radio The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee
5: I've forgotten your name already excuse me
9: on Talk Radio
2: Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. Every week night from ten, we're back now. That's it. We we're back yesterday. If you missed it, you can listen again. There is a best of podcast. Um, always do a podcast of the show. If there's a guest, we put that out as a separate podcast. I say, we well, Kath does all the work. There's also a best of, and as well as that, um, we do the rabbit hole show, uh, which goes out. We didn't put out the party one yet, but we'll still put that. Out. No, we it's won't. worth putting out because mm-hmm. it's a bit of fun. And then we got um, where was the last place we did Bath. Bath, yeah. did Bath go out? Yeah. Bath went out and London hasn't gone out. You, London you, hasn't gone out yet. All right, so we've got plenty of rabbit holes fact, to put out. I
3: think out. I might have Bath Part 2 to do. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wicked,
2: okay. Um, not many live shows coming up. We've got, we're playing Luton in March. I think that's on com. I think, in fact, it is. com slash event, Luton in March. Um, and the 26th, I think, of January, we're doing, was there only a live event this month? Uh, screening of Weird Science um, at the uh, Two North Down in King's Cross. They still not paid me for the other shows yet. I need, to, I need to get a little bit. I need to send the boys round. Um, there's like eight tickets for that left, maybe even, even less now. Um, if you want tickets, com slash event. And also ianlee.com. I'm going to be writing more bits and pieces, and I'm going I'm to post them on Facebook so that people see them, but then I'm gradually going to migrate it over, because I basically don't want to support paedophiles and Russians. So that's why, I'm coming off, that's why I'm coming off Twitter and Facebook, because I don't want to uh, help sex offenders make money. Okay, got it. Um, I saw a film over Christmas. I didn't really watch much TV. Um, uh, well, i weren't cartoons in the 80s and 90s crap. I watched two minutes of a film, which I remember being released in the cinema, called, but I didn't watch it then, but I saw it called The Legend of Fern Gully.
3: Oh, yeah, I remember that. I saw... It was crap then. What was you... it crap then? Yeah, w- what were you watching that
2: for? Because I, I was flicking through the channels and it popped up and I thought, I'll have a bit of this. I just remember like...
3: one of my friends went on a very unsuccessful date taking a girl to see Fern Gully? Well, because it's for, like, eight-year-olds. Yeah.
2: Was he dating an eight-year-old? No. Nine. <laughs> um, it, so, but, uh, but, so one film I did watch, and I got obsessed with it to the point where I kept bombarding Catherine with um, facts about this film. Because right, I'd not seen it before. Holiday Inn. Mm. Bing Crosby, Fred Astaire... And a lady. And I'd never seen it. And I it was on... I guess it was on Christmas Eve, I suppose. That was when I was kind of on my own. And um, I'd never watched it. And and it's the song where White Christmas comes from, supposedly, right? And I thought, oh, do you know what this is on? I like a bit of Bing. I used to love Bing Crosby films when I was a kid. Uh, Not too familiar with Fred Astaire. I watched this. I'm going to sit down and watch it. And I thought... That it was. Here is what I thought the film was about. I thought it was about three people, two men and a woman, a woman that got snowed in at um, like a hotel in over Christmas, and it was them uh, snowed in over Christmas. Isn't that an adventure. called
3: White Christmas?
2: That might be White Christmas, which also has the song White Christmas in. Yeah. Also has Bob, uh, Bing Crosby in, but no Fred Astaire. Mm. It's Danny Kay. So, by the way, twenty nineteen is going to be the year of Danny Kay, as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to go big on Kay. Mm-hmm. I'm doubling down on Kay. Um... But no, this film isn't the Holiday Inn. In this, so basically, in this film, it's it's Bing Crosby and Fred Astaire, but they're both sh one ts. They're a dance act with a, with a, a woman. Woman. Marjorie one. Reynolds. No, no,
3: mm. no. Virginia Dale.
2: Yes, and
3: not so, Louise Beavers.
2: I don't know. <laughs> um, so no, but, she was mainly. So Bing Crosby is going to marry this woman in the dance troupe, but she's having an affair with Fred Astaire. Oh. And then Bing Crosby oh, finds out and says, i oh, so stuff this, I'm going to go and start up our, an inn, a Holiday Inn. Right, so he goes and sets up this inn, and it's in the snow.
3: Is it the, the original Holiday Inn? Well, is is the story Holiday, of Holiday Inn? This is
2: where Holiday Inn got the name from. Is it? Yeah. And, um, anyway... This it's a really...
3: Premier Inn. Please let me tell the...
2: <laughs> Can you turn our microphones off for a second? <laughs> story! <laughs> Please! Go on, then. When I do this, you've got to turn them off, OK? Please let me tell the... F-
3: ...story! You're spitting a bit there, mate. Thank you, Sam.
2: Anyway, so he opens this inn, but it's not just Christmas. It only opens on holidays. In America, because they're lazy, they've got lots of holidays. They've got Christmas, they've got Thanksgiving, they've got, um... Halloween. Pre- they've got President's Day. So there's all these different... Holidays. It's not It's not about Christmas. The Christmas scene lasts the length of White Christmas, and a bit more. That's it. That's it. But here's the thing. So I'm watching this film, and I'm I'm fascinated by it, because very rarely do you see a film where both male heroes are uh, SH1Ts, right? Um, And there's loads of stuff. And there's only one... There's only three black faces in it, kind of obviously, because it's 1943, I'm going to say, 44 maybe. Um, And it's a big... Black Mammy, that's the name that they call that's what they call that's her. Louise she's the she's the maid, Mammy, and her two little kids. That's it, right? Um I'm, and I'm watching this, I kept I kept going, this film is incredible because it's so weird. And then there's and I was reading loads about it, and then there was a bit where they're singing it's like the Fourth of July, I think, the Fourth of July holiday. They're singing like a patriotic song. But while they were filming the movie, Pearl Harbor happened, right? So Irving Berlin, who wrote it, I don't know if he directed it, he wrote it. Said right, I'm going to write a pro-war song. So suddenly in this thing, you got the movie and they're doing this Fourth of July thing. There's a great little dance for Fred Astaire where there's like he's got firecrackers and it's brilliant. Thirty-eight takes it took him until he was satisfied with it. And at the end, you see him. At the end, you see him. He does the dance. He finishes, and then he genuinely looks like, yeah, did it. He's great. But so then there's this really patriotic song about. Um, all of God's people deserve to be free, obviously, except for the black people because the they're not featured in it. Um, and then it's a montage of soldiers marching to war and saluting all within the American flag. It's really weird. So I'm watching that and thinking, "This is weird." And then I did a bit of research, Kate, and there's a scene that's cut out of it. Right, um, it got cut out in the '80s. Although Turner Classic Movies TCM would show it because they believe in showing films uncut. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a scene for, I think it's Lincoln's birthday, where everybody, I don't know if Fred Astaire's in that bit, but Hope, uh, Crosby, all of the, everybody blacks up. Why? Blacks up. Now, here's the thing. Just Google. I'm not going to tweet it because um, it's racially insensitive and I'm not on Twitter tonight. Google, Holiday Inn, Bing Crosby, blacked up blackface. It is the most, you're just going, oh my God. And um, it's a song about um, Lincoln, who emancipated the slaves. And it does have the line, and I'm going to tread very carefully around this line. Who was it who set the D's Well, we can't really say anything. We don't, certainly can't say anything. Who was it who set the D's free? And I believe, and I've not seen the whole scene, but I just I read that the um, Louise Beavers, The Black Maid, she sings that line, she sings that line. But here's the thing. She sings that line from In the Kitchen, and she's got an amazing voice. But of course, black people aren't allowed to entertain the rich white people. It's it's an incredible film, and it's such a weird scene. The scene's on YouTube, or bits of it are on YouTube anyway. It's such a weird film. And nothing... Like, I thought, I thought it was going to be a jolly... Oh, we're, we're snowed in. Let's sing some sing some songs. And it's not. It's, it's about two horrible men who bully this woman and manipulate her for their own ends um, and with a little bit of healthy racism chucked in. Well, wow. What a movie. Holiday Inn, my new favourite movie. <laughs> it's incredible. It is incredible. And I think that was the only film... I watched, it because we watched Elf, which you very kindly bought for my boys. so yeah. thanks for that. Did
3: they watch it this time? They
2: watched it this time. I don't know if they got it. They were,
3: there wasn't much laughing Oh, from my him. kids love that film. Yeah. Oh, well, just goes to show. They
2: like Will Ferrell because Will Ferrell was in Kicking and Screaming, which is a fun football film we watched. And they also like him because he's associated with John C. Riley. And I'm huge fans of John C. Riley because of Wreck-It Ralph, but also because he pops up in Tim and Eric's awesome show as Dr. Steve Brawl. Go on YouTube and find some Dr. Steve Brawl. The kids are terrified by it, but they love it because it's him. Um, uh, oh, Nick Abbott's doing Brexit, I'm being told. Of course he is. I was mentioned on Nick Abbott's show. Here's the, here's the thing, right? Nick Abbott, I'm a big fan of. It's on, it's on NBC. And he does this thing over Christmas where people phone in with letters of the alphabet. And it was L, and someone phoned up, and um, they went, okay, he said, what's your L? He said, Ian Lee. Huh? Yeah, Ian Lee. Because of, of that that news story. Well, yeah, okay. I suppose it was a news story. What's your other one? And that was oh. it. Now I've not I worked with Nick for for ten years, but I thought we were I thought we were cool. I thought me and Nick were cool. Well. But maybe we're not cool. And I so I, so then I trolled him. I texted into the station, saying, "Oh, cheeky little mention for me. I shouldn't be listening, and you probably shouldn't have said that. But great show as always." Didn't read it out. No, so maybe I'm not cool with Nick Abbott. You're competition? No, not competition. Not competition at all. I wonder if Alan, if Valen has got to him.
3: Well, you also know that LBC are not allowed to mention any other radio station ever.
2: But I just, I just thought we were cool. So it's, 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 it's interesting. Tom, will come to you in a second. People that you think you're cool with, and then it turns out that actually maybe you're not cool. There's a phone in there. If we did proper phone-ins. Uh, if people actually bit on the topics that we we chuck out there, then um, that will be a cool phone-in. Anyway, we don't, you don't that's fine, that's the way it is 0344 499 Tom, stay there, come to you after this advert for a colleague
10: The radio show for people who know the best part of the day
6: is
5: the night The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio We'll
2: get you talking it's a phone-in show where you can call in about anything you want. If you do call in about Brexit or any of that nonsense, you will get short shrift, but you're welcome to. If you can stand the short... If you believe passionately enough in what you're saying, then... Oh, where's he gone? I am about to go to him! Dear God! What is wrong with callers in 2019? They Just tell me you've got no stamina! Come back! So here's my big dilemma. This is a genuine question, because I cook a thing that has spring onions in, OK? I don't know when the spring onion stops and when the stalk starts. Right. How much... Is the spring onion just the white bit at the end? How much further up the green can you go?
3: Well, I know that dilemma. I recognise it. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because yeah. I think and maybe you, I'm you throwing away... You peel, the, you peel it first, right? So you don't just like get the dry bit as well.
2: Peel a spring onion? Yeah. Are you not, You know the spring onion is the thin, sticky one? Yeah. No, do not peel a spring so onion. So you don't
3: take the outer layer off? No, of course I don't it's take the... It's all wizened. Out no, because I want as much of it as I can get. No, no you don't want that bit.
2: Pe- pe- no, no, no. Spring onions are tiny. Yeah, who, who so peels you're, spring you're onions? This guy. You're a dick. Well,
3: sure, like, okay. you're, a- you're asking this dick for information about a the dick. Cooking, so. A dick. A dick. A, di- a, 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 a dick. A take the dry bit off. A dick.
0: <laughs> Can't. I've got a cream for it. Take
12: the dirty pervert.
0: You are a pervert.
12: You said this was
2: a. Hang on a minute. A I, can do, I, I can do a, I can do a, a, a song here. You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
2: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
2: What, right, hang on a minute. On a minute. Got, we're, we're going to come to that in a minute because I'm, I'm going to do something wicked. I need a drum beat. What beat is that? How many beats per minute is that? Can we, can we
3: count
2: for That's a just minute? just 4-4. No, yep. Yeah, uh, so I wasn't talking about the tempo, I was talking about B- BPMs. Uh-huh. Can you time me 60 seconds, please? No. Please. This is going to be One. great. No, Jesus! Can you just time me sixty seconds and tell me when to go? We'll count. We'll count.
3: Ready? Yeah. Steady. Go. That's fifteen. 30
2: seconds. just double 46, that. 46. 46 doubled is 86, is 92. So, 92 beats per minute drum. Uh, oh, here we go.
0: There we go, we're in. Yeah, mm, mm. yeah, yeah. You are a pervert.
12: Dufty pervert.
0: we'll get the... You're a pervert,
12: dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert,
12: dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert,
12: dirty pervert. Wow! You're a pervert, dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert,
12: dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert,
12: dirty pervert. You want me to do it for you, rub it in.
0: You're a pervert,
12: dirty pervert. Yeah!
0: You're a pervert,
12: dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert,
12: dirty pervert.
0: You're a fanny. You're a fanny. You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert. You're a pervert. All right,
0: we're
2: getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Okay. Okay, okay. Okay, we're getting somewhere. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're in. Oh, we're in. Oh, this is going to be great. This is it. This is what we're... Everyone go home. This is it now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
12: Plan Dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert. They've cancelled Brexit.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert. No, that's the wrong answer.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert. I have a vibrator. Oh!
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert. A picture of my fufu.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
2: It's centre, it's centre! This is
12: brilliant!
2: I'm having the most fun I've ever had in my life. Um, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here's one. No, I don't, I want it uh, You want a little, um Here we go, here we go, here we go Yes, this is it Get ready
0: (laughs) Three, four You You are a pervert
12: Dirty pervert
0: You are a pervert
12: Dirty pervert
0: You are a pervert
12: Dirty pervert a dick.
0: Wow. You're a pervert. Dirty pervert. Yeah. You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
0: You're a pervert.
12: Dirty pervert.
0: I like mine quite hard, and then I like to put
5: it
2: all in my mouth You're a pervert. Dirty, Dirty I pervert.
5: I like mine quite hard, go,
2: and then I like to put it all in my That's mouth. That's it, man. At once. <laughs> this is it. The show is changing format. It's going to be freestyle music by me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it worked well, didn't it? Yeah, it's like Hamilton. <laughs> Oh, so Lynn
2: manuel um, Miranda, Miranda. okay, not not one of those is a man's name,
3: but, Manuel is,
2: mm, not really, Yeah. no, totally, isn't, yeah, Uh, okay, so so 33% of his names are male, Yeah. yeah, so we've both seen the new Mary Poppins independently, yeah, I thought it was incredible. It was magical. I thought it was absolutely... Keith, i come to you in a second. Absolutely magical is the right word. I thought it was It was a proper... Proper. Um, it, it, uh, it was an old-fashioned family film. No winks to camera, no nudges for the mums and dads. No
3: knowing looks.
2: No, the only adult gags in there, in inverted commas, were Dick Van Dyke and Angela Lansbury. Well, and that's because we all knew who they were.
3: And also, but, and the one you missed... Yeah. Jane, the original Jane grown-up as a, as a cameo. I didn't spot
2: her. I didn't spot her. But I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It's such a good film. I, 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 I did the bit when she's singing about you can't judge a book by cover, and she's like horny, Mary Poppins. I,
3: you she see was, that. I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, I
2: saw it. I saw it. She was like suddenly dirty Poppins. <laughs> Poppins pop out, pop in again. That's what was going on there. But I thought it was a great film. Loved it. I um, thought the animation's great. Loved, uh, really, really enjoyed it. It was a great trip, man. But, right... The only problem with the original Mary Poppins is Dick Van Dyke's accent, mm. right? 50 years of, of finger-pointing and laughing at that. It's a terrible accent.
3: No, but he was charming and handsome in it and that oh, he's kind of great. him by.
2: Oh, he's great in it! And I, the fact that it's a terrible accent, I kind of like that because I love it. It's become part of the thing. I think Dick Van Dyke is brilliant. But you do think, 50 years later, they're making the sequel. Really got a focus on that Cockney accent, really, really want to hone this Cockney accent and get it absolutely spot on. And they don't... His his accent is awful. It's a bit better, but it's awful. And I heard him being interviewed on um, Radio 4, because I listen to Radio 4 from time to time, because I'm an uh, intellectual, as you will have heard from that, that, that track I was just working on there. And, um... And he said that he had a language instructor and a vocal coach. That then he said it's a real conglomeration of like sort of the the accent you would have heard at the time if you were walking through the streets of London in the 1930s. That's the exact accent, the exact accent that you would have heard at the time. And I heard this before that I saw the film. I thought, oh, this will be good. And then I watched the film. and thought, no, no, no one has ever in the history of of Cockneys spoken like Lim Manuel Miranda,
3: right? I didn't think it was that bad. Well,
2: because you're from up uh, uh, yeah, north Yeah, exactly, and
3: you all sound the same to me. But, um... What? Yeah. Um, it's just degrees of cockney.
2: Okay. So,
3: I didn't think it was distracting. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it to grind, but it didn't.
2: There was no grinding. It's a family film, mate. Oh. Unlike these bluey psychics that we got coming in. Are they coming in or on the phone? On gonna, the phone. They're going to do it on the phone. Okay.
3: No, they're just going to speak, I think. Good evening, Keith.
2: Oh Jesus! <laughs> What's wrong with these callers? Seriously, I'm, I'm thinking of making 2019 a call-free show, just like the rest of the station.
4: Good evening, Keith. Ian, good evening.
2: Good evening, Keith.
4: Hi, Kath. Hello. How are you? Mm, yes. I'll let Hi. you
2: know if you if you can talk to her or not.
4: As I live and breathe, it's 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 Ian Lee. That's my Cockney accent for you. Oh, is this rubbing his ribs, Keith? Yes. Oh, flipping heck. I thought I thought we'd killed him. I need well, to get back. Need... You piqued my interest when you're doing your little sort of rapping business. I need know? to I oh, get the oh, money hello. back
2: from the assassins because they assured me that this man was dead. <laughs> they, they guaranteed this man was a goner.
4: Uh, nice to hear from Thanks. you, Keith. How you doing man? You are alright? Yeah, I'm very good actually. Yeah, really good. Um I thought, sort of, you know, I dip in and out, as usual. Are you still doing but, meat? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm branching out into vegetables and fish and that sort of thing, you know? I think it's, uh, it's important to diversify.
3: Well, me and Catherine... Oh, you can answer the, um, important, uh, onion question, then.
2: Ah! When does the spring... What part of the... Well, OK, first thing is, who peels spring onions, Keith? Um,
4: nobody.
3: Oh, come on, you take the grotty bit off, the dry bit. OK,
4: so it's the same The same with any vegetable. Like, you can take the grotty bit off, but you want to put those grotty bits into stock. Oh,
3: Ian is not making stock.
4: I'm taking stock. Okay, off, fine. Oh, oh, Much of an take idiot, my best friend. Take off brown, but I mean, you know, you're talking about the white bit. So take the little hairy tail off.
2: Well, you take the nobbles off. You take the tail off. Yeah,
1: you cut the tail. Take the off. hairy nobble off. Yes. yes,
4: get rid of that. Yes. Lose it and uh, just throw it in the bin. It's, it's good for nothing. Um, and then all the way down, all the way down, the white. Um, but the white of... bits, of the white bulb is tiny. Yeah, but go through it. Use it. Use it. Use it. Use it all the way to the end. It goes light green, dark green, and ah. it goes all the way up to the end. All of that is good stuff. So all the the, the dark
2: green bit is good stuff. Yes. But, so, but when it branches out into leaves, that's not good stuff. No, use it. Use it all. It's good, but you've just got to make sure you cut it fine. Well, I'm throwing away seventy five percent of a spring onion because once so I get you're... past the white and it stops and the green stops being firm,
4: that goes in the bin. This is but insane. Have you, ever, have you ever tasted any of those tail bits? No, mate. They're delicious.
2: Wow, this is great. This is what mm. this is what this is what the show is going to be for 2019. Cooking tips. Cooking be, tips you know, that are specific to me. Yes.
4: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the thing is, and I'm happy to, you know, if you want to just, you know, do a little two minute slot every now and again. No. You know, no. Around the kitchen. No. Ian's Ian's no. Ian's bits around the kitchen. Um You can
10: pack that in as soon as you like
4: Ian Ian passing around the kitchen.
10: No, that's the wrong answer.
4: Hi, I'm Ian. I'm coming into the kitchen.
7: Why does life have to be so unfair?
2: Unfortunately, Keith, we just simply, we've we got t- too many new features coming in to the show that we just cannot squeeze in your crap, uh, your, your cooking suggestions, I'm afraid. I'm sorry about that, brother.
1: I get that. You I'm know I would
2: if I could, but it's, we just yeah, can't. you know. Just can't know. do it.
1: 2019,
2: going forward. Okay. Was there, did, did, we, did we have any? Did, what was your point? Of, I mean, there was a,
4: what was the point to this call? No, there was no point. I just wanted to hear your voice one-on-one. On one.
2: Weirdo. 03444991000, 4, this is Talk Radio.
4: The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
2: Baby, baby,
4: baby! Yes!
2: Evening, dear listener, the Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. We are back Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock. You can listen to us on DAB. You might need to do a deep tune on your radio. You can download the Talk Radio app or any of the radio apps. Um, or you can listen to us online at talkradio.co.uk. And Catherine is going to walk in with a stack of newspapers and a cookie in her mouth. I saw the cookie go in. Sort saw the cookie go... Right, well... OK. OK. Um, could, I, could I have the sun, please? Come on, nicked it. Right, well, could you get it, please? Is it down there? I have no idea, mate. I have no idea, producer. Is it there? I have no idea, producer. Produce. I'll
3: produce something. Yeah. I'll that one. Congrats. And there's the mirror.
2: Well, I don't need the mirror. We say that? Sit down. Oh, listen to this, listen to this. We'll do the stars from the paper in a minute. That's what we'll do. Um, I'll get your chat, it's... Uh, I've
3: got the stars for February.
2: OK. Um, listen to this, this is nuts, man. A singer at legendary Beatles venue, The Cavern Club, Paul McCartney's brother, Mike McGear, coming in, in next week, was tackled to the floor and attacked by a stage invader as he performed Sweet Caroline. Footage of the moment the middle-aged nut took out Jane Murray's legs emerged online. He flips him in the. air Why would you attack someone singing Sweet Caroline? One of the greatest songs of all time.
3: Maybe he's not a Neil Diamond fan.
2: Or maybe he's not a Caroline fan. Uh... He flips him in the air as the guitarist sings the Neil Diamond classic. Then slams into the floor of the Liverpool venue. He stuck the boot <coughs> into.
3: Sorry, I haven't got a cough button.
2: No, I know, but you could. You've got technique and manners, and you could move away from the microphone.
3: I did. I was over here.
2: Oh, you need to send you back to it because these are excellent microphones, and they'll pick it up. He stuck the boot into Jay before fleeing, but the performer gave chase and later revealed he caught up with him. Oh, the performer caught him. Jay thanked everyone. I don't know if I believe this story.
3: Oh, I've seen the video. Have you? Yeah.
2: Jay thanked everyone who sent messages of sympathy after seeing the video, saying, I'm finally a celeb on social media. I'm okay. just saw red, so I gave him a hiding. Oh, knuckles killing me. The prick was crying like a baby, apologising to me.
3: Oh, okay.
2: So I don't know if I believe this. The Cavern Club, where the Beatles started out, said, We were appalled by an unprovoked attack on one of our entertainers. Our excellent door staff apprehended the man. Here we go. The bosses revealed police were called, but Jay did not want to press charges. And return to complete his well, set. Well, the other guy could have pressed charges exactly. against him. If he
3: battered him, as he's suggesting, then it's probably best he didn't say anything to the Fuzz.
2: The singer said, moral of the story, be happy, be nice to one another, Happy New Year. Or you'll get battered. you get battered, Neil Diamond, singing to Caroline. That's what you get. Where are you going now? No way. What are you doing? Why are you being weird tonight? I'm <laughs> going to say this, Catherine. I've <laughs>
3: been weird. There's a
2: very strange, no, there's not. impish... Vibe coming off of you this evening, and I don't know if I approve of it. If I'm completely honest, I'm not 100% convinced I approve. All right. Um, Oh, have you got the stars there? Let's compare stars. Well, this
3: is for February, remember? This is the Chat It's Fate February edition.
2: All right, well, hang on a second, because I've got stars in the newspaper. Um. So, I've got the stars for the whole of the year. Oh, right. Mystic Meg. That's not the real Mystic Meg, isn't it? I th- didn't she die? And it's like, it's now like, um, it's like Kiss. It's not the real Kiss. No. But they just wear makeup to look like she's Kiss. She's not dead. Isn't she? No. I thought Mystic Meg had died. Like, um, you get people that write um, books under, the, under Catherine Cookson. But she's dead. She died, died in Victorian times. Why are you say, looking at me as I'm talking out my ass? That's
3: not true, is it?
2: Yeah. But you know you get people that write novels under the names of dead people? No. Well, you do. You get Ian Fleming, new Ian Fleming books written. Well. He's dead. It'll
3: say inspired by, but no, it won't no, no. be Ian no. Fleming.
2: Incorrect answer. That is the incorrect answer. I'm trying to think of a more tangible example where, where I could g- give you hard evidence. But, um... Catherine Cookson books still get written by Catherine Cookson by someone by Catherine Cookson's name. This is true. You're just making this no, up. I, I swear to God. Can someone phone me up and back me up? This is genuine. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. There's a more famous one, and I can't think. Um, oh, there's a, there's a, like a famous spy writer who's dead, but th- there are books still written under his name. Okay. No, this is absolutely... You're going to learn something tonight, Catherine. One, you're going to learn humility. And two, you're going to learn what a great guy I am. And three, you're going to learn... The, I actually know loads and loads of stuff. And four, you're going to learn that there are books written under the names of authors, of dead authors, um, to this day, in the style of... But they use they use their name. I wish... Why can't we have um, intellectual callers and Do listeners I? that could pick up the phone and go, oh, yes, I've, I know this. Um, I've studied this at university and um, I know exactly to which he is referring. And I will call them now and give them my insights. So Let me get idiots that phone up and tell me how many Muslims they've met in their life.
3: 46.
2: 46. Um, is Ian Rankin still alive? Ian Rankin is still alive. Yes. Um, Dick... Dick Rust. What's his name? Dick Tobler. Dick... Dick. Dick. The writer Dick. Does it write about horses? Dick Thrust. Dick Ring. What's his name? I'm trying to... Ju- Please, I don't know. Help, help me! I can't help you. Help me out! <laughs> it's your fact. The but writer... The fa- Dick Francis. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, me. <laughs> Actually, I genuinely thanked myself there. Dick Francis. Dick Francis is dead, isn't he?
3: Is he?
12: Is he? No.
2: Um, I think...
3: <laughs> I think you've had a dream and it's all coming out on air.
2: Let me Google, is Dick Francis dead? Before? I don't want to libel. I don't know if saying someone. And dead.
3: then Google whether Dick Thrust is dead. <laughs> I'm worried Francis, about that guy.
2: <laughs> is he dead? Dick Francis. Right, so Dick Francis died in 2010, so we can say whatever we want about him. Right, so Dick Francis is dead. Um, last Dick Francis book... Dick Francis. Uh, oh, oh! You, you're so gonna. You're so. But you, is
3: this something that they found please, in his
2: memoirs? Please, 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 please. You are so something you found in his memoirs. What in his memoirs? They found loads of new books <laughs> that he hadn't they bothered do. to read. New whole books in his memoirs.
3: Sometimes they put. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they do sit on books because they're not quite good enough, and they'll put them out after um, they're dead. Um, and um, and actually, the author would have hated it and probably is going to come back and haunt whoever made the decision to put him out.
2: You're gonna wanna say thank you to me I'm for not. being such a cool guy. I'm the coolest guy and I don't rub it in. There we go. So he collaborated. Here's what you don't know about Dick Francis. He wrote most of his books with his wife, but she didn't get credit. Then when she died, he wrote some of them with his manager. He didn't get credit. Father and son, Dick, Dick Francis being the father, collaborated on four novels. After his father's death, and this is totally going to destroy you. After his father's death, oh, you get this is, you're gonna. This is going to make you feel very uncomfortable. Are you sure you want me to continue?
12: Go on,
3: just end this for God's sake. I ah,
2: will end it. I'll end you, Tekken style. <laughs> After his father's death <laughs> Felix carried on Felix carried on to publish novels with his father's name in the title
6: <laughs>
2: Dick Francis's Gamble 2011 Dick Francis's Bloodline 2012 Dick Francis's Refusal 2013 Dick Francis's Damage Dick's Damage 2014 Front Runner this is from. Um, Dick
3: Francis's? Or just Front Runner?
2: This is 2015. Front Runner, a Dick Francis novel. A
3: Dick Francis novel. He's been dead for five years. Um, yeah, but it didn't say by Dick Francis, did this it? This is a
2: Dick Francis novel.
3: It'll say by Felix Francis.
2: No, no, no. Right, right, now we go to Amazon and we look up Front rubber, Runner, a Dick. Dick f- front Runner. <laughs> Sorry, a bit a little bit racist there. Uh, front Runner, Dick Francis, let's just see you eat a nice little bit of humble pie.
3: It says Felix Francis no, no, on the no, no, big.
2: No, 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 I can no, see it from no, here. No, 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 no. Okay, well, that's not the best example. <laughs> there are... Oh, uh,
3: this is a shame. Just stop it now.
2: Here we go. Ah, Sally has texted in on eight... What is it? Eight... She's texted in on her phone. And, um, right, we go to Catherine Cookson. Catherine Cookson died in 1998. I thought she died in Victorian era. No,
3: she writes in them, and it's always the same. It's always a young, humble maiden who's bound for better things, okay. and she'll get, uh, she'll get, um, okay. some old Lothario trying to um, mess with her um, her uh, maidenhood, and then, then but she's okay. she's bound for better things. So she's uh-huh. not always going to be a scullery maid. She'll end up being the lady of the manor.
2: Okay, it's, just, it's all I'm. He- can I tell you what I'm hearing then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what their <laughs> books are like. Um. Okay, that's not a good example because she did. They did actually. It just read Wikipedia, and loads of books came out after her death. But um, it's
3: because she used to knock them out. Like they
2: found, they found them in her memoirs. So yeah. So that is that is not the best.
3: But there, so she, she used to like fall on a Please. typewriter and then publish it.
2: Can someone call me and tell me no. a dead author?
3: No one's going to do that. that is, it
2: happens. That is having books published. I, you do what you're going to do because I'm. I'm...
3: Oh, I can't wait! Uh, well, right, so dead author, chat. It's fate.
2: Who still publishes? We can talk about anything. Books written we... by someone
1: else.
3: There's a big bit on here about um, hearing voices. This woman who. Um... Um... Oh, this is good.
2: Oh, excuse me. Stop the clock. Is it live news? Okay, I've just found an article here. Stieglarschen... And other immortal authors who publish From Beyond the Grave. Oh, this could get a little bit fruity. Um, um, Oh, okay. Stig Larson's got a new book coming out. Larson died more than ten years ago. This new work will be the writing of David Lagerkrantz, who's been commissioned by Larson's father and brother. The names of Larson and Lagerkrantz will both appear on the cover.
3: Yeah, so Lagerkrantz also gets a shout-out. Oh! 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 Oh!
2: Oh! You're all right.
3: Ian Fleming died
2: in 1964. So how did he write Goldeneye? But more than 40 James Bond books. Because Piers brother hadn't even been born in 1964. But more than 40.
3: Ian Fleming didn't write the screenplays anyway.
2: James Bond books have been published in the years after Fleming's death. Yeah. 40. Yeah,
3: because it'll be. Yeah, you know, of the movie. Penned
2: by a variety of writers. Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh! VC Andrews, who appears to have kept on writing after her death in nineteen eighty six. Dozens of her trademark gothic horror novels have appeared under her name in the three decades since her death, thanks to uncredited ghostwriter Andrew Niedermann. Oh yes, oh, yeah. I
3: totally the famous VC Andrews.
2: Totally, totally Destroyed you, just destroyed you there, and you. Yeah. I bet you. I bet you've you've got the gall to come back after midnight.
12: I'm cool with
2: it. You should leave. And let me do this last hour because you've you have embarrassed, uh, you've embarrassed yourself there. I'm fine. We haven't got time for this because we've got to go to the news. It's live news.
3: Honestly, I'm fine.
2: Well, you should you should. That's and that is your problem. Is the news?
13: The late night alternative with Ian Lee
1: on Talk Radio. Radio.
13: We have
0: ways of making you talk.
9: heard the news well they fell into a rage and with all the whole ship's company they were willing to engage saying we'll tie her hands and feed me boy Two fell in a rage And with all of his whole ship's company He was willing to engage Saying she'll stay all in sailors' clothes Her collar shall be blue She'll see that seaport town Called Kennedy came down to Canada scarcely above half a year She's married this bold captain who called her his dear She's dressed in silks and satins now and she cuts a gallon show She's the finest of the ladies down in Kennedy I Come all you fair and tender girls wheresoever you may be I'd have you to follow your own true love when he goes out on the sea Or if the sailors prove false to you, well, the captain he might prove true. You see the honour that I have gained by the wearing of the blue. This, This is
2: some song, man. This is listen to his voice, that guitar. I think, I think that's just one guitar doing that in one go here's the exciting thing this is Nick Jones like I discovered to, you know, after everyone else late last year and I got the album Penguin Eggs for Christmas, oh it's good uh, Nick Jones is going to be on this show soon imagine he lives miles away I think he lives in, uh, which one's further Devon or Cornwall Devon um,
3: Cornwall, <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, uh, Tavistock. Anyway, he lives miles away. It's about three, four-hour drive. So um, yeah, I'm going to go and stay at his house. I mean, that's nuts, isn't it? Uh, so Nick Jones is going to be on the show. I'm going to go and record an interview with him. To most of you, that will mean nothing, uh, um, but it, sh- it should be. It should mean something because that I got that album for Christmas, and I was told that was the one to get. It's the one he recorded before he had this horrific car accident. Ah, oh, it's just um it just aches. It just aches. And I'm not a massive fan of English folk. I I, I struggle with it. Um but he, he just doesn't enough with it in terms of the guitar playing and that voice and he just twists it enough. It's it's a joy. Nick Jones is going to be on the show, which I'm very very excited um about. Oh, 0344 four? Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I need a P, but I cannot go because I cannot leave my computer unattended because Catherine will hack into it. I won't. Yes, you Honestly, will. it's
3: you that pulls that trick. I have never, well, I've very rarely done it. And What I... you
2: can't see is is leaning to one side and her head is leaning the other side to give the impression of being coy and cute and not the SH1T that we all know that she is. Isn't that right, James?
1: Hello. Is that you, Ian?
2: Is that you, James? It is, it sure is. <laughs> it, it certainly surely is as well this end, brother. What can we do for you this <laughs> evening?
1: Well, I, I just heard Nick Jones. Uh, we just finished our open mic, and uh, I heard Nick Jones, uh, and I love that song. I can play it myself.
2: Oh, can you now?
1: Yeah, not the way he plays it, though. He plays it in a special tune in, but I, I've worked out a way of playing
2: it. Oh, a little che- a cheeky little uh, cheeky. little yeah. cheek. <laughs> A little cheat, it is. He's he's, he's brilliant, and um, I'm embarrassed. I'd, I'd never heard of him until I heard a great documentary on on the BBC about three months ago, um, and now I just I just love him, and I'm going to go and meet him and interview him and, and, and play oh, it on this show. It's happening. Yeah,
1: wonderful, absolutely wonderful. I've I've actually played at the same folk club as him. Oh,
2: was he was he yeah, there? I, was he there when you played?
1: Yes, wow. he, he, he was. Uh, in actual fact, he was putting his guitar away. And uh, in the cloakroom right at the back, and I, I went up and I says, "Oh Nick, and I says, can I have a go on your guitar?" He says, "No." Good, good. <laughs> that's that's like saying can I have a go on your wife. You can't say that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I'm assuming this was after the accident. No, this was before it. Well, when when was that then? That was years ago.
1: Uh, yeah, the the accident. Well, I'm talking about the 70s. Already. Wow, wow. Like, okay. 74, I think, or 73. Because
2: I think the car crash was about 80 or 81, something it, yes, like that. Yes, it was. Nearly yeah. killed him. Nearly killed him, and he, he you know, it, it, he, it, yeah. he can't play guitar like he used to because of the the damage. But he can still, uh, yeah. he's still got the voice.
1: Yeah, he's, he's amazing. I must admit. Uh, you know what he what he did once. Um, you can pro- probably question him on this. Oh yeah, uh, he, I will question. If, question if anybody asked. was making a noise in, in, in the club, he used to turn around and face the wall until everybody shut up. Heard that? Yeah, and then he, and then he would turn around and start playing again. It was very sort of forthright.
2: Oh, good for him. Oh, do you know? what? I need to buy. Um, I, I want to immerse myself in his music, so I'm going to, I'm going to treat myself to some Nick Jones
1: oh, yeah, CDs.
2: I'm going, to, I'm going to treat myself yeah. to some of that stuff. I love it. <laughs> the,
1: the, the problem w- he'd got was the record company that he was signed to yeah. um, was the same one as my friend Rosemary Hardman. Oh, yeah. And Rosie's, got, Rosie's got a lovely voice. And, and, uh, and uh, apparently what happened is the guy who owned it sold it to somebody else, the rights. And the guy shelved everything so that they couldn't publish anything. And and, and, and basically, it it stopped all these gorgeous folk singers dead in their tracks.
2: Um, well, that's the, that's the music business. It sucks. It's run by scumbags and uh, shysters, and um, and uh, I, I hate people like that. But also, then you, you know, there's not uh, being in the music industry myself in the record business. There ain't no money in it. There ain't no money in making stuff, and no, so, no. you know, every, nearly everything we release breaks even at best. It's great stuff, you know. Just, yeah. just, you just lose you lose money on. Yes.
1: Yeah. But anyway, one one night, when it's nice and quiet and you've got time, I'll play the song for you.
2: Hello? You just disappeared? Hello? Uh, uh,
1: hello. I, I say one night, yes. uh, when All you've right. got time, okay. I'll play the song for you. OK.
2: Maybe maybe an abbreviated version, because it's like six minutes long.
1: Oh, it's a long song,
2: yeah. yeah, so yeah mm, sure. or, or do it like double fast. Yeah. <laughs> who's that in the background? Laugh. Who's the who's the drunk in the background, James?
1: <laughs> no, no,
2: We've got Brandon. We've got um Jack. Yes, man. The posse.
1: Yes. The posse.
2: Hey, James. James, can I have a go on your guitar? <laughs> there you go. You see, you don't like, you don't ask a guitarist can I have a go on your guitar. Can
12: I have a go. Can
2: I have a go. I'm glad he, he should have shoved it up your Jacksy. Thank you, James. Always nice to talk to you, mate. Uh, the switchboard is empty, as it often is at this time of night. You're welcome to call in about anything you want. We're going to We're going to do your stars for the year. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. There will be some radio shows that, that will say that and mean it. I mean, Howard Hughes on a Sunday night, they have um, a, a, bullsh- um, a, a an astrologer on there. So, um, is it astrologer or astronomer? I was, astrologer, isn't it? I always get it confused, because I'm yeah. thick. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Yeah.
13: Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation
10: on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Right, so
3: Ian's gone off for a wee and he's taken his phone with him so he can look at Twitter. Uh, you know, the Twitter he's not looking at and he's taking his computer because he thinks I'm going to um, go on Twitter that he's not using and shouldn't be open on his computer and write messages, you know, like he does whenever I leave my laptop open so anyway, that's a little insight into the mind of a 45-year-old man anyway, while he does his thing and he may be some he says he wasn't number one but who knows I'm going to tell you about a very interesting um, case I read about in this uh, publication, serious scientific publication, called Chat It's Fate, which is uh, full of the latest paranormal and uh, psychic news. Now, this is a story of um, a, a woman called Romani Romani from Brighton. She's 49 years old. Dancing around the fire, I whispered my heartfelt plea to the god of the flames Please give me my own magic show. Show me how, I begged over and over again. Oh, what are you reading? The story of Romany Romany. Oh, but yeah. Voices told her to leave her husband so she could become a star.
1: Ah!
3: <laughs> woo Yes, ma'am! I was at a music and performing arts her festival. Her name's Romany Romany? Apparently. She's wow. She's from Brighton. Okay. I was at a music and performing arts festival called Fire Dance in California, USA. I it's traveled to kind of where California is. i yeah, I, I knew it was over that way somewhere. yeah it was out west. But yeah. I knew it was in the u s a United States of America. It's, oh. I traveled alone to california, u s a okay, leaving my husband Martin at home in the u k.
2: Martin sounds like a loser.
3: well, He sounds like that now. You wait till you hear what happens.
2: Oh, yes. 03444991000, by the way, if you want to join us.
3: An artist and performer, my real dream was to be a professional magician with my own show, but somehow it always seemed just out of my grasp. It was almost as if I was being blocked.
2: My um, youngest um, can do a couple of magic tricks now. Really? Yeah, proper ones we got the three cups and you make a ball appear you put you put a ball on top then oh, tap yeah. it in it but yeah it's good got powers yeah he's got powers and he's so proud and i'm proud and then sometimes he does it and then he lifts it up wrong so you see how he does it yeah. but he's got a he's um, little it's only little he does that and he does another thing where he can make coins appear And then my the he, eldest you'll never work again the eldest has got a thing where um he can make like a little red light come out from behind your ear
3: <sighs> oh now i've seen that yeah. There's a really nice a really sweet clip of a paediatrician...
2: Oh, God, disgusting! They should all be strung up and sent you know, to the Isle of Wight!
3: A children's doctor in America. And he's got a couple of those lights, and he keeps producing... And this little kid is yeah, in his yeah. office, and he... Oh, it's just wonderful. My, my
2: eldest can do that, so he's better than that uh, paedophile. Um, Carry on.
3: The next section of this story is called, in pink, Mystical Revelation. Oy. After a night of wild revelry and dancing... <laughs> Remember, Martin's at home... <laughs>
2: Wild revelry and, and dancing. dancing, and dancing. That that's not including the wild revelry. That, that is a separate issue what that we have you, to deal with. So,
3: what would revelry be to your mind?
2: Drinking and, uh, and
3: that's carousing, surely.
2: Hmm. What about screwing?
3: Revelry, that's no. Revelry I see revelry, to me, is screwing. Revelry
2: isn't it? to me would be dancing on a bar, yeah, at the top of like, the bar,
3: like jinks. Would go into revelry.
2: Hijinks is like putting um, uh, fireworks down a toilet and flushing it. Or
3: a cone on a statue's head. There we go, you see. Or bringing a tree home, like one of my students. I hated hated
2: students when I was a student. Yeah, so did I. I hated being a student. It was such hard work to be so wacky all the time and drunk. Yeah.
3: Anyway, uh, after a night of wild revelry and dancing, use, yeah. your use your imagination. We've all been we've all been young once, yeah, haven't we?
8: Well.
3: I decided to go for a hike in the forest to clear my head.
8: I'm
4: David Babcock, and I got my willy
2: stuck in a Hoover. Just so you know what show you're listening to.
3: I put my trainers on and marched briskly down to the leafy trail. As the sun began to set, I enjoyed a moment of complete solitude. I was miles away from the nearest human being. The only sound was the cracking of twigs under my feet. Oh. And then, oh. out of nowhere, I heard a voice speak.
7: Why does life have to be so unfair?
3: No, it wasn't oh. that one. Oh. The voice said, leave Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dogger.
2: A dogger was telling her to leave her husband.
3: The voice ordered me, sell your
2: house. Ordered. Go
3: to Las Vegas. Don't
2: tell Martin you're selling your house.
3: Are you sure it wasn't the hangover that was telling her that maybe... Martin
2: must never know you're <laughs> selling your house.
3: Psychic all my life, I realised at once that the voice wasn't from someone who was physically present there with me in the forest. No. Okay. Big Pink writing, spirit presence. Mm -mm. The voice was from spirit... Are you mad? Possibly. But why was it telling me to leave Martin, my husband of five years? I loved him dearly.
2: Oh, God! she's She, she loved him and she, the, she's listening to ghosts and they're telling her to leave and she's <laughs> considering it despite her loving him?
3: I turned around and walked back to the festival campsite deep in thought.
2: OK. And high on drugs. I'm sure she wasn't.
3: This voice, without sound but absolutely clear, had actually spoken to me twice before. In a loo in Portugal. In a loo? Yes. That's the... not a place. A toilet. A loo. Oh. In Portugal, well, and again... I've voices
2: in toilets, but they told me to do bad things.
3: <laughs> and again in my flight in Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> Both times, it had told me to wipe myself better. <laughs> no, not really. No. <laughs>
0: You're a pervert.
3: Both times, it had told me to leave Martin. This person does not like Martin. No.
2: Martin sounds like a... Well, it might sound Poor like
3: Martin. A I bet he's a stand-up guy.
2: Uh, it's not Martin Kellner, is it?
3: No, it's a German Martin. More is going to be revealed in a second.
2: Okay. Martin. 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 Is Martin. Martin.
3: His name is Martin. My name is
2: Martin, and I would like to spack your bottom, please. Very
3: hard with my willy. I'd ignored it both times, you know, the time of the loo and the time of Shepherd's Bush. I couldn't my
2: Lubenschaften! Be- <laughs> my Lubenschaften is getting aroused!
3: Oh, God. I couldn't bear to think how much Martin and I would both suffer if we parted.
12: Yeah, oh, this yeah.
3: time, though, I knew it was answering my prayer from last night. you know, the drunk one.
12: Uh, <laughs>
3: if I wanted to be a successful magician, I had to give up my marriage. The message from spirit was crystal clear. Because
2: there are no successful married magicians. Everybody knows that.
3: What was I going to do?
2: Magic or Martin... Magical Martin. Hmm.
3: Martin and I had married in Linz, Austria, at the Street Festival, where we met as fellow performers. Well, I was twenty-seven idea. at the time. He was a juggler <laughs> and walked up to me a with a flower. Or a juggler, a juggler. Okay. He was and walked up to me with a flower. He was a gorgeous, tall German, and on our first date, he turned to me in the moonlight and said,
5: "I like mine quite hard, and then I like to put it all in my mouth at once."
3: <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> No, he said, I think I love you. I think I love you.
2: We will get married.
3: I will spank your bottom with my Uberschaften. <laughs> he hadn't wasted any time and decided to get married right there and then. Okay, so it's one of those marriages. Right
2: there. He walked up to her said, I think I love you. We're going to get married now. now. Wow. Ours was a
3: huge wedding celebrated by everyone present at the festival. Oh, we're not even joking. They got married there and then. How do you do that there and then? <laughs> Pagan priestess bound our wrists together with all right. silk.
2: All right, you got the, all right. so it's not proper marriage. You're not married to him. Okay, sorry. I thought when you said husband, you were married. No, you met in a street. And jumped and some, over a broom. And a nutty lady tied your arms together, you jumped over a broom. That, that ain't married. Right, next. We were happy. So her boyfriend. She wants to finish with her boyfriend. Okay, fine.
3: We set up home in Brighton, performed together with a juggling and knife-throwing act. Well, you would, I mean... Can
2: you think of a worse act?
3: And planned to start a family one day. There was a terrible time when I thought I was going to lose Martin as he developed a tumour the size of a grapefruit between his heart, lungs and spine. But he had it successfully removed.
8: And <laughs> luckily
2: we weren't actually married, so I wasn't that bothered.
3: I felt enormously lucky to still have him. Mm-hmm. But now, this voice. <laughs> <laughs> now, having been through so much together, spirit was telling me to leave him.
2: I've got actually got a recording of... Um... Martin, the night he was told that she was going to leave him.
3: No, no, please don't leave me.
2: There we go, that's a real recording. His English
3: had come on a treat.
2: Yeah, that because of his
3: I knew that having asked me three times, the voice wouldn't ask me again, so this was my last chance. Uh... Yeah, that's the way it works. It was as if the universe was saying to me, you can have this, but you've got to show faith.
2: By the way, can I just say, Chatty's fate is the best... £25 I've ever spent on an annual subscription for anything ever. Oh,
3: my God, this is the first of so many of these oh, tales. Mate. If I stayed with Martin, I knew I wouldn't go down the path that would lead to my dream of having a successful <laughs> magic show. Pink writing, decision time.
2: Decision time. What's it going to be, Martin, or magic?
3: By the time I'd got to my tent, I'd made up my mind.
2: It As... was magic. <laughs> <laughs> Martin could get shafted as far as I was concerned.
3: I sat on the floor and wept my lost marriage. Fuck women's head! For the pain and confusion I'd caused when I broke all my promises to Martin, I wept for the fun we'd miss and the children we'd never have and for our growing old together.
2: Then I realised we weren't actually married and it was just splitting up with the boyfriend and that happens all the time.
3: So, she does it bravely. I wrote Martin a letter... (laughs) telling him I was leaving oh, and I didn't shit. hand it to him until we were back home in Brighton Ooh. his face crumpled when he read read it breaking my heart but we're going to be together forever he said bursting into tears martin i heard a voice i began
2: did
3: you hear that i heard a voice i began but stopped realizing it didn't make sense i wanted to comfort him and put my arms around him and say it was all a stupid mistake and of course i wasn't leaving but i couldn't Made my decision and my path was set. Come what may, I'd be leaving the UK for Las Vegas in America in about four months' time. It was the hardest four months of my life. I loved Martin, and the longer I was at home, the more I felt I couldn't give a damn about any voice. But it was too late.
2: Too late, of course it was. Because
3: Martin had moved on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ready? Yes! He was gone. He started a
3: new relationship with someone else, and having made the decision to separate, I had no choice but to accept it but well, I knew it was meant to be. Oh, jeez. I like Martin. I want to hear Martin's side of the Martin's story.
12: Martin's One
2: I was coming back from holiday with my, uh, well, not technically married, but my girlfriend, and she says she hears voices and wants to dump me. I think, score her, so I can find <laughs> another woman.
3: Make love <laughs> laugh to hold my ungeschaffen. <laughs> the deal was struck, the price was agreed, and the magic set in motion. Pink writing, moving, moving away.
0: Moving away.
3: So there I was in my 30s without children, a partner, a home, or any debts. All your own fault.
2: And I didn't know any magic
3: tricks. <laughs> All I wanted was that surefire act, and I didn't care how long it took or what it cost. Sitting on the plane to Vegas, leaving England behind me, I had the sense I was changing my life forever. Once I got to Vegas, I planned to study with Jeff McBride, an acquaintance of mine and a megastar in the world of magic. I hadn't actually organised anything beforehand. (laughs) So I went to see him as soon as I arrived in Vegas. I'm sorry, Romany, but I'm about to leave for a tour of Japan, he told me. I'm
2: hooking up with some German guy called Martin <laughs> who has recently become single. We've fallen in love. I'm going to teach you some tricks.
3: My heart sank. Oh, my God, I'd left Martin and now my dream was collapsing already. Had I just made the worst mistake of my life? Oh. Over the page, will the magic work for Romany? Hang on a
2: minute. How long does this go on for?
3: Another page. Oh, God. But Jeff had another question for me. Romany, do you want to put your own show on for one night in my theatre when I get back, he asked. Yes, I blurted wow, excitedly. Is incredible. What have I done? I moaned to my pale face in the mirror when I got to the hotel room. You see, I didn't actually have an act.
2: This woman is a disgrace.
3: I'd performed a few bits and pieces in front of friends and that was it. Yet I'd just agreed to put on a professional magic show in front of a demanding Vegas audience in just a few short weeks. I spent every waking moment until Jeff got back in my hotel room practising magic tricks in front of the mirror. Jeff was a huge Vegas star I was shaking as he introduced me to the audience. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Your
2: American accent sucks.
3: Romany, Romany! Huh? They'll clap anything. And I was up. I did my best, but I was way beyond my comfort zone. I forgot an entire ten-minute chunk Uh of the middle of my act and a confetti explosion failed to go off.
2: Oh, no!
3: Afterwards, Jeff bounded backstage. I braced myself for a ticking off. But he was beaming. What? Wow, that was great. Did you hear him all laughing, he said? You're a hit, Romany. This is amazing. Pink writing, smiling faces. Oh. I could hardly believe what he was saying, but as I walked into the foyer, I was met by a crowd of happy, beaming faces. They're smiling. <sighs> well, they're, they're content. Like, they really liked That's it. all I needed to do. They liked Romany Romany's magical show. Well, I mean, less magic than, you know... Confetti explosions. Than, well, none. No, they didn't work.
8: None. None.
3: Not pad, pad de confetti. Nine. I decided there and then to apply for a visa so I could stay in Vegas. It was the start of something, well, magical. I became the only woman to win the Magic Circle Mu- Magician of the Year and then oh. the Vegas Golden Lion Award. I yeah. performed all over the world and have even entertained His Highness Prince Charles. Kind of
2: speeding up the story a little bit
3: there. <laughs> she's, Romany, Romany. she's bored herself. That's how magic works, you see. You set your intention... You let it go, and then the infinite wisdom of the universe sets the cogs in motion. No, that's
2: not how magic works. Basically, you do one thing with one hand to keep people looking at it, and in the other hand, you're fiddling around with a card. Yeah,
3: or you buy really expensive tricks. Yeah. The yeah, universe had granted true. my request for a successful act, but now I had another ask. I wanted a life partner.
2: Oh, screw that. This, this girl, girl's greedy. She'd done a deal. The deal was, no partner, you become a
3: magic star. Pink writing. Making it happen. Oh. Once again, I set my intention. I cleared out half of my wardrobe, slept only on one side of the bed and bought a large teddy bear into whose fluffy ear I whispered, I
2: love you. Oh, Jesus. Each
3: night. She sounds nice.
2: This is the worst kind of human.
3: (laughs) It took a whole year before my now husband Johnny showed up. He was a Buddhist and a former monk. He liked me, but had no idea he was in it for the long haul. Had
2: no idea that I was whispering into a teddy bear's ears doing a spell to summon him.
3: (laughs) I gave him time. As I rode my bike, I whispered to the wind, ''He loves me.'' Manufacturing the feeling that he did. After a year, he moved in and was surprised to find so much room in my wardrobe for his clothes. I had no regrets whatsoever about leaving Martin. It freed him to live his life. He now has three children and seems very happy. We're still friends. And although he lives in Germany, he occasionally comes to stay. That voice that told me to leave Martin still speaks to me. Not often, but when it does, I listen.
2: Don't let
5: Martin stay!
3: (laughs) Where is the teddy bear? I uh, I always trust what it says and take the leap it requires. Magic has its own timing, its own quirky way of things working out in perfect time and space. Find your joy, pay close attention to the cosmic signs, and remember, be careful what you tell the angels, because I swear... They're always listening. That's
2: true. They're my, uh, that's my um, my brother-in-law.
3: Okay, so you can buy um, that. Is an extract from a from a, a longer book, Spawn into Gold: A Story of Showbiz Dreams, Addiction, and Finding Real Magic" by Romany Romany. That- Available at Amazon. Price nine ninety nine. Well, where's the
2: addiction bit? I, want to I don't bit know. They it.
3: missed that bit out. I wonder yeah. whether that was the um, that was the uh, what was the term she used earlier on
2: hijinks no revelry revelry that could yeah, be it uh, well I'm going to google that now and order that as a Christmas present birthday present for myself 0344 499 <laughs> this is Talk
4: Radio
0: <laughs> take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio
4: I think I'm in something like The Matrix and so are you
0: The Late Night Alternative
5: hello
4: hello with Ian Lee is there anybody out there
5: on Talk Radio
4: hello
2: this is a real book um, it's had 102 reviews on um, Amazon. Um, the lowest review, mm-hmm. four stars.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. like an awesome book. That's, sounds like sounds a classic for our time.
2: Here we go. Um, a book I couldn't put down. Just enough of a hint at the end of each chapter to make you want to keep turning the pages. I enjoyed this book, reading about a life full of sparkle and magic. Um, an insight into another world. Really interesting to see the ups and downs that Romany faced...
3: Looking at this other um, review, it says, This was rubbish.
2: <laughs> oh, Martin! <laughs> um, Martin! That looks... Uh,
3: well, good for her. That looks all right. I mean, she went for it. Um, her methods were unorthodox.
2: That looks like an all right kind of book. And uh, good for her. Yeah. Good for her. 344 is the phone number. The switchboard is empty. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Catherine. Go on. We've done too much work tonight. We're going to do... This year, as we mean it, to uh, to carry on, uh, let's get the listeners to do some work, shall we? Yeah,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, we're going to sit here and wait for some calls, and um, we're not going to do anything until the calls come. Now, there's 27 minutes of the show left uh, before Paul Ross comes in and does his thing through the night. And it's cracking listen. He puts, he puts effort into his show, something we uh, we do not do here. Um, but we I feel that we've done enough work for tonight. So, dear listener, it's up to you. We will sit back and we will wait for your calls. Not straight to air. It's not straight to air. Not doing, not doing that. Not stupid. You'll phone up. You'll speak to Sam. He'll take your name and number and give you a call back. Some of the things we've talked about are um, uh, magicians, dumping German men, spring onions. Revelry. Revelry and egg orgies. Um, so you can call in about that. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We sit and we wait
13: for them to call in.
2: Ain't doing, uh, if, if we do the whole show ourselves, t- the last hour without, without any calls, then they're going to think, well, oh, that's, oh, that's why we... Why are they,
3: why are they doing calls? That's exactly,
2: that's the, way, that's the way to do it. So, no, pull your finger out, guys. Um, I'm going to do some Googling while I'm waiting. And I'm we'll, going
3: to nip to the loo, I think. Oh, you go to the loo? Yeah. I'm going to... Well, you, you go in I've and make me think, do I want one? And, of course, now of course, I do.
2: do. I've just ordered some DVDs and a jeffrey Tambor autobiography. Um... So, away you go. Off you go. Where's oh, well, way? I'm just logging out. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Our first call. I'm serious.
5: I'm hello, not... hello. Uh, it's um, James from Hammersmith. Prove it. Uh, it's difficult to prove over the telephone. Oh. Um, oh. I could send no, but I'm, I'm just uh, ringing to say that I'm actually quite enjoying the show. You sound surprised. <laughs> well, <laughs> and uh, the lady don't know who she is. No lie hilarious. Well, who's better, the, la- is the lady? It's unusual for a female. The lady uh, or the man? A genuinely m- super clever woman. No, let's not get carried I away. I don't know many apart from my uh, partner.
2: Well, that's because you're... you're well, that may- maybe it's your arrogance that is making you think, because <laughs> yeah. women, are, women are... I am hugely arrogant. I can tell. Yes. Yes. Um,
5: and you have Sorry, a partner. insulting me, but, um, I mean, you, you, uh, you asked
2: for callers yes. and I've called you. You don't you And don't, uh, you don't and it now it's. you're calling me arrogant. Well, you are, you are. Well, you've admitted you're arrogant. I was I was I was describing you. You've admitted that I'm right. Um, no, you described me as arrogant, and then I agreed with you. Yes,
5: a slight difference. Well, no, that's exactly what I just said. Are, are you not happy with me uh, complimenting or female?
2: I, if only <laughs> you if only you weren't doing it. If only you weren't doing it in quite a nasty <laughs> misogynistic way then then I'd be happy sure. with you complimenting my female. But the fact that you did it by saying you don't know many funny, intelligent females... Well, I uh, don't. Well, do you? Yeah, I do. The I, know the person sitting next to you? I know loads. I know loads, because I'm not an arsehole. And um, uh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice people, nice, intelligent, funny people approach me and talk to me. <laughs> okay. I think maybe the reason you don't know many nice, funny, intelligent uh, females is because they yeah. don't want... Why would they want to talk to you? Oh. So you're you're now being a shock jock, are you? No,
5: nope. Is that your new nope. approach? No, no, I'm being honest. I'm being a mirror.
2: I'm being a mirror. <laughs> a mirror? Yeah. So I'm like you? Sorry? But reversed? Actually, ah, so you're not as clever as you as you think. OK, fine. No, <laughs> No, not at all. Here's the thing. Just be nice and nice people get attracted into your life. Did I say I needed someone to be attracted into my life? I don't think you know what words mean.
5: You know well, that some words no have more knows than... one what words mean, because words have meaning. Yes. What, what's
2: up with you? Gosh, you really aren't as clever as you think you are. Um, you know that some um... words have more than one meaning? Well, yes. Okay. Well, then obvious. that sentence that I said that's to you about attraction—it's obvious
5: attraction, to all of your listeners. It's not
2: obvious to that, that, to.
5: That one well, I'm glad that you spotted has it. More than one uh, meaning.
2: I'm glad you spotted that. Then, then. Uh, you're a very bright man. You, you, you asked for a caller, and I've called in. Yeah. Okay. Please. No, I, I was hoping we get a good caller, not not um, <laughs> not a misogynist. What, 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 so, so what do you want me to say for you?
5: Because you're clearly a man who needs his ego. Uh, uh, polishing. Oh, God, no, not at all. I just sense. don't like
2: people being rude to women. Or being rude no, to anyone. I you were. She said she was very funny. For a female? Yeah, for a female. What's
5: wrong
2: yeah. with that? Yeah, okay. I don't believe you've got a partner.
5: Um, well, maybe I've got several. Anyway. I so doubt I, it. What would you like me to say? Goodbye. In order to, uh, brush your ego. Goodbye.
13: He's so
2: thick, he's not even hung up to listen to himself on the, on the radio. It's how thick this guy is! He thinks you're a very funny, intelligent. He thinks you're very funny and intelligent for a female. James, you've not put the phone down, mate. Could you, could you uh, massage my ego by hanging up? There we go. He's done it. Well done. You're very funny. Uh, An intelligent for a female
3: I know those ovaries do get in the way often don't they
2: he doesn't know he only knows he doesn't know many funny and intelligent females apart from you and his partner okay. which I think is made up
3: she must have a sense of humour
2: um this is more like it 03444991000 this is Talk Radio
0: take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio.
4: I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you.
2: The
5: late night alternative. Hello, hello.
4: With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there
5: on talk radio? Hello.
2: I enjoy this when I, we put out a call to arms. You often ignore us, but tonight, you have risen as one. Let's go. D- oh. Have you seen that? You see? You seen what's on that screen, Sam? You seen? Sam, come on the microphone. Yeah, what am I looking at? Tell me the names of the callers we've got coming up.
13: Paul... Oh, <laughs> yeah, I got it. It's Paul and Ross. Paul and Ross are coming up. It's oh.
2: exciting,
13: isn't it? Paul Ross coming in a bit. This is
3: nuts. This is insane. Chat, let's fake. <laughs> they need to know about this.
1: <laughs> let's go to Paul first. How are you doing, man? Are you OK?
2: I'm very, very well, Paul. <laughs> I'm, I'm giggling a lot. It's always lovely to come back. I love this job. I love working with Catherine. Um, it's good to see Sam back after a few weeks. I'm in, I'm in a good
4: place, man. Good man, good to hear. Uh, I just want to wish you Bloisin there with uh, How dare you? <laughs> How dare? What does it mean? Uh, happy New Year. I'll let that Say one it pass. Say again,
3: bloising. Bloisin, yep. Blois Yeah. There is. There is. The. Bloising It's but kind
4: you... of like it's almost backwards. It's like you knew good.
3: Yeah. There we go. There Blows in, oh, well, Blows I in, it. in I got it. I mean,
2: I like it. I'm trying. I'm looking <laughs> yeah, at Nick. I'm looking. I'm looking at Nick Jones' albums. Right, they're all. That's d- what I was calling them as well, man. Oh, really?
4: That was awesome, they're, dude.
2: Oh, so they're crazy. all. They're all deleted. I'm looking at the one from 1978, from "The Devil to a Stranger," on
4: Discogs. It's seventy two quid. What? <laughs> what? They're all deleted. Are you aware of Nick Jones? No, I'm not actually. And I'm, I'm a, a big fan of. Uh, well, yeah, I said earlier really you like a like kind of uh, English folk music. Yeah. I, love, I love all that kind of stuff. Any acoustic guitar and a, and a singer which tells a story is yes. great for me. Oh, yeah. you, um, people know, <laughs>
12: you people love that stuff.
2: You people. Well, treat yourself to Penguin Eggs,
4: the Nick Jones album, because you know I can't find any of the other albums at a reasonable price. I, I totally will, man. Um, I've, I've got a recommendation for you as well. But yep. it's not an album, and it's actually the, um, a documentary. And it's, it's super. It's a, it's a road movie. Um, it's called Austin to Boston. If you've not seen it, it's on Netflix. Oh, in fact, I don't know if it is on Netflix anymore. I think they've taken it back off. Oh, but it might be on Amazon Prime. Um what it's, is it? it's got Ben. It's got Ben Howard. Um, who is an uh, uh, outstanding um, guitarist, outstanding and really, really uh, great vocalist too. Uh, it has got the Staves, who are three sisters, who've got what they call like a blood harmony.
3: Oh, whoa! Hey. The Staves, we, we're, we like them. Chat let's fate.
4: I've
2: I just, I just got into the Staves. How good are they, man? Well, they don't reply to my tweets, so they're not they great. A bit busy. They, they, re- they replied to mine, man. Did they? We invited them on the yeah, show and they didn't yeah. reply.
4: They they replied to mine a few weeks ago when I mentioned Austin the Boston being taken off Netflix as it happens yeah oh. Um and they they retweeted and they gave me a high fives as well. Well, they know, didn't so when
2: I said come on please come on my radio show they ignored it.
4: Well, I, I might have to like be the, the go between. Oh, for mate, you do anything, it, you know? do send any, them a little tweet because I out, I
2: right? heard a song of theirs on Six Music uh, about a month ago that blew my mind and I ordered the album and oh it's just they're incredible.
4: Yeah, it really is. There's a song called Wisely and Slow. Um, it's, it's the first song on one of those albums. Right. And the first minute and a half, two minutes of it is just the acapella vocals, just the harmonies. And then after that, you get, like, this little bit of drums and guitar. Oh, oh my yes. God, it's good.
2: Mate, ask them to um, come on the show, please. Thank you.
4: I will do. Will Thank do. you, mate. But the, the other ones, you've got uh, Bears Den and Nathaniel we were on there. And Bear Downs and the, f- and the Family Rapist? <laughs> what? <laughs> Bears Den. Bears Den? Yeah, and Nathaniel Raitless. Nathaniel, uh, and they, I really thought he said is, family rape. I thought, well, gosh,
2: these band names are getting very uh, edgy, very edgy yeah, these days."
4: Imagine, yes. It? It um, but those are the four bands, and it was organised by one of the guys from Mumford and Sons. And it starts in Austin, oh, well. goes to Boston, yeah. and oh, it's just in these VW vans. All right, I'm I know. I'm having some of that. Man. Well, in that case, let me recommend something to
2: you on Netflix. Yes, please. The um, Loud and Wainwright the Third Special. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. It's about his father, uh, Loudon Wainwright, at uh, Netflix. Are you aware of Loudon Wainwright? No, no. Thank, no, thank, sure. me, thank me later. Loudon Wainwright right. the third, surviving twin.
3: Right, right. I'm,
2: I'm on it, buddy. I'm on it.
3: There's also a bonus podcast where you spoke to him, right? Oh yeah, we had the
2: Loudon Wainwright on the show once. Loudon Wainwright the third, surviving twin. It's on Netflix. It's absolutely beautiful. He's Rufus Bye, Wainwright's man. dad. And Martha Wayne Wainwright's dad, right, okay. to well, put I, it I, into I, some I, kind of m- yeah b- popular context.
4: I've, I've, I've seen Rufus um, play, and I've seen um, Rufus. Rufus's mum play as well, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, I can't remember what her name was, because she's she uh, she passed away, I think, wasn't she? She was a great singer.
4: Right, I'm going to have a look at this. Loud
2: and the third Surviving Twin, it's brilliant. Beautiful, I'm poignant, honest. hilarious, dumb, schmaltzy, it's all of that stuff, and he's a great story. In fact, you just reminded me, I'm only halfway through it, so I might watch the rest of that tomorrow.
4: Hey, mate, it's great
2: to talk to you. Nice to uh, see you, Paul. i was there, and I will see you again. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Why is he only wishing you a Happy New Year, not
3: me? Because he knows you don't like it. That was Paul. This is Ross. <gasps> that was freaky, that was, that wasn't was it? It
4: was freaky, mate. What have we got for us, Ross? Oh, Not nothing really. To be honest with I was just—I've been listening since twelve, and just sitting back and just chilling and listening to you two reading that story, which was nice. And then you—you—you you, you, you made the call. You said people ring in, so there I am. And you oh, did, Ross. Great. You did. May God bless you for that. Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to say Happy New Year, and I just wanted to say that I enjoy the show. Um, I haven't really got anything, but, well, no, you said about what you want the year to go on, the things you want to kind of carry on the year. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I, I never talk about this, but I, I would, I'd love to lose a bit of weight of, like, of the last few years, I've, I've yeah. put, because I've got kids, so you know, I've like got kids, you don't tend to go, kind of go out and exercise as much no. as you should. And
2: also, there's a lot of grazing going on, uh, kids' leftovers, oh, man, that's, that's bonus meal for dads.
4: Oh God, yeah, yeah, I am probably the dustbin, but I'm, I really, I, I'm not not depressed or nothing like that. But I just sometimes get you down that like you just kind of you put putting weight on, and I'm gonna this year. I really want to just make a bit of an effort. Just it's to get, um, how old bit, how uh, old are uh,
2: you, Ross? Thirty-eight. Yeah. Okay. It's um, it, I, I found once I got to sort of thirty-nine, forty. Before, before, if I put on a bit of weight, and I got a little bit of a belly. All I'd have to do was not eat pasta and bread for, like, a week, and it would it would go. It would just, it would, a week to ten days, it would go. Then when I got to about 39, 40, it was just a, that bit harder, and it might take a month for it to go. And now at 45, I just, I've got a little bit, not masses, but I've got boobs, and I've got a belly, and I can't, I can't get rid of it.
4: Yeah. Whatever I, I seem to the- do. Well, because the problem is, when you got kids, you you're, you sort of tend to have what they have, and, and that's not always the best food. And I I try not to give I try not to give the two girls like too much rubbish, but that's the thing they're, they're addicted to things like pasta. They absolutely yeah. love pasta food, so, and that's and Kath knows as well. When you got kids, I think I just got kids, isn't she? Just, yeah. that's hard to do different things. That's hard to do, and so you just have what they have, and I just sometimes just all my friends are like. Cut, a couple couple of my mates are like lost like loads of weight and they used to be really big and I'm kind of like but the, how you, the did they how did they
2: do I, it though because I'm
4: I, listen I don't have the
2: kids living with me anymore unfortunately It's the way life worked out I
4: heard about that. um but I I
2: eat better than I have done for a long time and I'm you know I'm I'm trying to do a bit of exercise I went out for a 5 mile bike ride today did god um Ooh. but I just can't shift
3: well I think you need to ease off on the worrying about that because you're Metabolism is all over the shop with like the reduction in medication stuff like that. So give it a little while. Well, I
2: know, I know, but 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 uh, you're uh, doing
3: the right things. You're doing healthy things. But nothing
2: is shifting, and I I hear I hear the pain in Ross's voice. I know. What do we do, Ross? I
4: I don't know. I, I I don't eat loads of rubbish. I just. I think I just eat at the wrong time, and I, I should sometimes just get more exercise. And, you know, I've certainly got kids. That's hard to get, especially in the winter, that's hard to get them outside, and you just you just struggle sometimes to actually get outside. So what I have started doing, and what I'm going to carry on doing is, I actually, <laughs> this isn't a coincidence, but I do listen to you for the first half an hour, every single night at 10 o'clock, I go out for a walk. Hey. Half an hour, I just yeah, half Beautiful. an hour walk. And, I, and that's all I... Because I always remember you talking. I think that was last year or the year before. And you said to me, you went for, like, a five, ten-mile walk, and you walked and you walked, and you just said you enjoyed going there for that walk. I haven't done you that you for ages. Up, let, yeah, I did say that. I've not done
8: that yeah. for ages, man. And
4: I always remember you saying that, and that got me into walking, and I put music on for half an hour, and then now I put you on, ten, bang on 10 o'clock, I put you and Kath on for half an hour. I don't call in because I'm walking. Mm-hmm. And I'll get too out of breath. Um, but I, I listen for, I, I just get half an hour every night, and I need to do that every single night. And I think that, you know, maybe half an hour might be enough and yeah. try and cut back on the rubbish. And I think, you know, but I always remember you saying that, Ian. I always remember you saying that you went out for that long walk and that clears you, cleared your head, and you, that made you feel a lot better. Yeah. And, you know, it's know, certainly good for the... I, I don't
2: know if I lost any weight, but it certainly made me feel better, and it certainly... Get, it, 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 I found it inspirational in that uh, if I did... Come in, Paul Ross. would be freaking us out. I'd be sending... Um, or making loads of notes of ideas and things like that that um, yeah. I'd come up with.
4: Do it, brother. Yeah. You can do it, Ross. Yeah, I'll kick that. I don't. I don't call you up, Matt. I need to steal it now and again, but I, I listen every night. We, and, love,
2: we love the quality know, of your calls, brilliant. and we Thanks miss so... you, and we love you, and we want <laughs> the best for you. And I want to come and massage you. Get <laughs> out of this, Ross. This one's mine. This, this, this like, no, not you, oh, no. Ross. I'm talking right, that Ross, that Paul Ross, stay out of this. This one is mine. Hello, Ross. Hello,
13: Ross. You've got to say hello, Ross.
4: Is that actually real, the real Paul Ross? I'm afraid so. <laughs>
13: Not one of the many well, substitutes knocking it. Not, not my doubles. They've cloned me. We've
2: not had the results back from the laboratory yet, but until then, we have to assume it is the real What a Paul great Ross. caller, though.
13: Thank you for that, Ross.
2: Thank you, Ross. See you later um, on, mate. By
13: the, Bye. Tomorrow, tomorrow night, you've got to get an Ian and a Lee and a calf and somebody with a horrible boil. <laughs>
2: Oh, my. Do you want me to punch him for you, my darling? <laughs>
3: no, he's oh, right. Oh. He's
13: right. She's one of the few funny females I know. God. Was that great? That He was, he was a lovely <laughs> fellow, though. You were a little harsh, weren't you? You were pulling his chain a little bit, weren't no, you, he was horrible, No, 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 he wasn't at all. Yes, it wasn't was. quite. What you quoted back at him, yeah. he obviously had a sniff of the barmaid's apron, yes. I surmise. Yes. What you quoted back at him wasn't exactly what he said.
2: No, no, no. I, he, I genuinely thought he was a horrible, misogynistic um pig.
13: And he and spoke so highly of you.
2: I thought he was rude and I thought he was um, I thought he was rude and I thought he was he was nasty. As Rabbi Burns wrote, Oh, yes. for the
13: gift, the gift is gears, to see ourselves as others see us. Yes, exactly. I, found.
2: I, th- I, but I I did honestly I thought he was an arsehole and I'm quite happily to point
13: that out to people. But you gave me a great memory you two like, when you oh, mentioned yeah. Eric Burden, the Eggman. Were you aware of the egg? I was, because I interviewed him about 15 years ago. Oh. He had a, one of these autobiographies out. He's written a, quite a few of them. And he was a lovely fella, and he talked about he's had a terribly tough childhood. with a real kind of oh, working class did, in yeah, the North yeah. East. Smoked his first cigarette at the age of 10. Was drinking beer before he left primary school. All those stories. Horrible yeah. bullying school. An art teacher kind of saved him. And then he was uh, very ahead of his time. He was big friends with Jimi Hendrix. In fact, his first wife, Angela King, left him to become one of Jimi Hendrix's many girlfriends. Wow.
9: She was one of the last
13: people to see Jimi Hendrix alive. And when they found the body... Burden got the call at the same time as the emergency services, wow. in 1970, and then he helped discover War, that great funk California yeah, funk yeah, band yeah. who I love, um, but I did the interview with him, he did some great stories, he was very measured, also he was arrested, and they confiscated in the 60s, he took a copy of, perfectly legally, James Joyce's Ulysses into the States, and they thought it was a dirty book, so they took it off him, and wow. he was kind of accused of being a pornographer, but we finished the interview, and he was very rock and roll, yeah. you know, laid back, but he's entitled to me. And when he finished the interview, and I said, that's, so that's fantastic. It was on the original Talk Radio. Join us on Talk Radio. What an honour. I was very oleaginous. What a privileged Eric Burden. And he held it on finger, like, to kick, give me pause. And I didn't say anything. And he held it for about four... And, you know, in radio, that feels like yeah, forever. Yeah. Certainly for me. And he went, he linted and went, The greatest burden is Eric
2: Oh, come on! End of the interview! What a legend! on! <laughs> Very quickly, Martin has just called in and he might have something important, and if he hasn't, we'll dispatch him quickly so we can find out what's on your show.
1: Yes, Martin? Hello. Hello, Martin. Hello, yes, yeah, it's Martin. I've been listening to the story you said, and uh, it is Martin. It's been so long. Oh, it's it's, it's German Martin.
13: He's come to fix the boiler, yeah.
3: yeah. It's Romany right. Romany. Oh, Martin, we're so sorry. It's been so long since I've even
1: thought about Romany Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're I sorry. Even know what has happened to her. I hope she's listening. She became a mm, magician. I did love her and miss her. I'm trying to talk. To you. You're a very funny man. Give me a second, please. Okay, you got be quick. that she knows what I think. If you could pass it on in some way, we
2: will we will do that for you, Martin. Mm. I promise.
1: She was a very good magician, you know. This y- is true. Yes. Every night she'd make my loft and shaft disappear.
2: <laughs> 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 Thank, you. Thank you very much, Martin. There we go. That's, uh, that's delightful. Oh, don't you got... love it when a player comes together? <laughs> yeah, I do, I do. So
13: you've got a great audience. Mine are kind of mediocre. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know about that. What's on your show tonight, Paul? <laughs> on the show tonight, we're talking to a genuine hero, a huge feat of endurance. We're talking to the man who was involved in a race unfortunately came second which I might gloss over with him. His name's Louis Rudd, Louis Rudd, British fella, who crossed the whole of Antarctica carrying all his supplies with him. And he was beaten by possibly Martin, a German. Oh. He just got back into the UK, but he's a lovely fellow. So we're talking to him live. How long did it that take him? It took him about two and a half months, I think. It <laughs> it's a long bad. old. They traversed not. They didn't. He didn't go across the South Pole, but he crossed the whole of Antarctica. I did five
2: miles on a bike today. And it took me forty-five minutes, and I was. I wanted to die at the end of it. Imagine going
3: doing that. <laughs> <laughs> the months did you that for? And carrying it all. I did the Duke of Edinburgh's award. That was enough. Of course, you did. Yeah. Did you get it? Yeah, of course I did. Oh.
13: <laughs> two of my daughters did the really swatty ones, yes. and the other two are rocking. World Rebels, <laughs> still chide them for yeah. it. So <laughs> you've got that, anything else? Uh, we've got loads of stuff, we've got to uh, talk about for January. we've also got a couple of big anniversaries coming up for next year, we're going to be marking in advance, one of which is, uh, which I think, they've given details of the coins that are out for next year, and they're marking the 75th anniversary of um, D-Day, the 200th anniversary of the birth of Queen Victoria. Yeah. What they're not marking, I think, is the huge central event of the last century, September 1939. 80 years since the start of the Second World oh, War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got. Uh, we're going to be hearing some speeches from back in the day. Neville Chamberlain, Hitler's yep. response, all that kind of stuff. That's so it. a bit of history on the show as well, well. Of
2: course, this year is the 50th anniversary of 1969. It was something to remember. That was a year. Paul Ross <laughs> coming up. This is Talk Radio.